Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes, man. It's your boy Three and Watch, man. Watch, what's good, my G? What's good, my G? What's popping? You already know, man. Let's get into this, sir. Appreciation time. We are going to Farmers Boulevard. Watch. I say, ladies love Cool James. You say what, my G? One of the all-time greatest hip hop acts in history. I mean, if you put it in perspective, for most hip-hop fans, uh, 40 and under, James, uh, L. Cool J's been, their entire hip-hop career, they've been listening to L. Cool J. There's no, if you were born 85 or by 85, this has been a part of your life in terms of hip-hop or TV or movies, but you, you definitely know who you knew, know who he is. You either know him as that guy from NCSI, the guy you see on um, Instagram rapping that Freddie Gibbs is making fun of, or <laughs> you know him like me and you know him as the guy that I linked to to an Instagram post when him and Magic Johnson was on on um, vacation yeah, in Europe, and I sent you that picture with him and Magic. And, and guess what? Did Magic know who he was? The magic seemed like most he definitely knew who. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So L just got into the LL magic. Then pull yeah. a King Lowe's on on us, my nigga. He knew exactly who LL was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real, for real, man. Um, watch. I can go back to when we did our um 80s list and 90s list. And let's be real. He was one of the few brothers that transitioned from the 80s. To the 90s and when we get to the 2000s also, you know what I'm saying? His longevity I mean, and consistency in, in hip-hop, you know what I mean? I mean, you could just talk about the longevity. You, you know, when you talk about going on tour with Run DMC and Houdini and the Fat Boys to you're doing, you're working with 50 when 50 yeah. was, remember when 50 was working with him and they was doing songs together? Like he's, he's yes. bridged such a, every generation of hip-hop and maintained relevancy. And you can just tell, even by the time he was dealing with 50, when 50 was already one of the biggest stars at the time, the respect that even 50 had for him. And 50 wasn't respecting nobody during his run. But he he had no choice but to pay homage because, like I said, it's almost impossible to think of any era of hip-hop and LL Cool J not have been there. Or... And let's be honest, you know, a lot of times, wise, I don't think we do. We don't do this at all. But for whatever our reasons, when we go into 80s talk, right, niggas will go in there, rock him bag, KRS bag, Slick Rick bag, Kane bag, right? But they, like, leave out Run DMC and LL. For whatever reason it is, like, those names don't get mentioned with those brothers all the time for me or when people go into that bag a lot. But LL, if we go into the sales talk, watch, he sold more than all those niggas. He was big. I mean, if we were, if we were, if this was like modern day hip hop Twitter, he would. He was Drake. <laughs> he was the superstar of that of all yes. of them. You know, Run DMC was clearly superstars. But I'm just saying, as time went on, 
El Cool J was the super superstar. And the way people talk about sales and relevancy and charting and this and mm-hmm. that, LL checked every single box you can check as a hip-hop solo superstar. So if we use verses and hip-hop Twitter rules, L. Cool J would have been the superstar of 80s and 90s hip-hop. Good point. You know, the early Good 80s. Good point, I mean, I mean, the mid to late 80s to the early 90s. He would have been, like, no one would have been able to say anything about him because he could clearly rap, and but he was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. I mean, he could rap, and he, and first of all, he could rap, and everything you guys try to. But women love Drake, and women know all his songs. Guess what, niggas? Ladies <laughs> love Uzi. That's his name. Your pops, nigga. That's his Shapops. name. Okay. Let's be real. And yeah, let's be and, real. And guess what? Before, before these niggas let me talk fast, wait, wait. Ja let me give you a, and Drake watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was LL. Let me, let me. Let, I'll give you an example. A Drake song that the ladies like is a song like Tootsie Slide, A Hotline Bling, right? And LL Cool <laughs> song that ladies like is a song like Jingling Baby or Around the Way Girl. Now, ask two old heads like me and three, what do you think resonate with us more? Since we're going to play Come the on, radio, the song that was played on the radio and songs that radi- that ladies like. We're gonna use that. We're gonna use that to judge. Hotline Bling, Tootsie Slide, uh, <laughs> Racket Birthday, or Around the Way Girl, doing it, Jingling Baby. Oh, God. This is a different classic song. This is different, man. Wow. I mean, we're talking wow. classic song, but guess what? You could throw in my face. Oh, but those songs we just, you just said about Twelve Summers, they went number one, and 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 everybody knew them. It's different. So let's let's jump into uh, uh, his first album. What did, what did the song like? I can't like? live without Rock my Bell radio. <laughs> album cover alone is fire with the boombox on the cover. To people that's them, just so ill, man. Explain, hmm? explain to people the, the, the importance of that song. I can't live without my radio. I, I think, listen, it's kind of self-explanatory when me and Watson are coming from the radio box era when niggas brought the box outside, turntables outside. But my nigga, I don't even have to ask Watson in 85, 86, 87, throughout his 80s, when he's walking the streets of New York City, the song, I Can't Live Without My Radio, I think that resonates with me and you, my nigga. We could have asked Watts, we could have called this show PSA Hip Hop, a.k.a. I Can't Live Without My Radio. Because this is where like, we come from. So that kind of this song, is, that kind of title of a song, Watts, it, it home, man. it's home, brother. It's home. This is what people do not understand about the period we're talking about. I don't think people understand that just to walk outside of your house, every single block, everywhere you go, you can see a different person walking around like he has suitcase or luggage. But it's not suitcase. It's not a luggage. It's a big-ass radio. And they are blasting <laughs> whatever, whatever their favorite hip-hop song is. You didn't have to have your own car. You just had to have your own radio. And by the way, this is a common nigga. And you felt like you was that nigga. For your Watch. radio. Keep it on. Yeah. You felt like you was that nigga with that radio, my nigga. I, yo, let me tell you how you I, I had a little J, I had a little JVC radio. You know the small ones that, that you could just carry yeah, yeah, anyway you put in your book bag? Right. And you couldn't tell me nothing that I didn't have my own radio that I couldn't carry with me. You know what I'm saying? And when you carry your little radio walking with it, it could, bla- it, just, it, could, it could be mad loud, 
but no one's really robbing right. for your little radio. Niggas wanted the big radio, the one that, and yo. <laughs> so, a song but like watch, I Can't Live Without My Radio. Yeah. But watch, before you go to the, before we go into the, um, the first album, can we put LL in the, in the uh, Mount Rushmore of Queens rappers? No. We can put LL in the Mount Rushmore of all rappers. And all rappers. I ain't mad at that. Queens. All I ain't mad at that. I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I mean, kept the Queens. Putting, I kept the Queens. Putting but, him you know. on the Mount Rushmore of Queens is not even a debate. I'm saying <laughs> Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, period. One of the things that upset me was that, you know, he went into the Hall of Fame the same time as Jay-Z. I mean, it just didn't make no sense because mm. if you listen to this appreciation that we're gap. doing for LL, and you're going to understand why this, it, it didn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Because it's, so, let's, so I want to get you an, another song. Anytime people do tributes to LL Cool J, right? He got right. a tribute at VH1 Honors. And he got a tribute at the mm-hmm. Kennedy Honors in front of in front of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Everybody performs Rock the Bell. Rock the Bell. Is Rock the Bell <laughs> is Rock the Bell's a Smithsonian song? Is it a Smithsonian Five song? Mike. It's a six mic song, my nigga. Six mics. Six mics. Off the Victor scale. First battle Hall of Fame era. song. How about that? This is an era in hip hop. See, I don't think this is the thing people are under Hip hop right now is everywhere. There's so much hip hop out there that every uh, you can I can listen to my kind of hip hop, and then you could be listening to your mm-hmm. kind of hip hop, and you could be a hip hop head. I'm a hip hop head, but we listen to completely different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know anybody who was listening to hip hop when you were growing up in New York City that did not listen to Rock the Bells? I didn't know one person who did not know Rock the Bell song. I didn't I know didn't one either. person from that man was, from man and, and, woman to child before I met the man. Well, like I said, before Meth, before Drake, Fab, all these niggas, ladies, nigga, the nigga LL had the streets and the ladies liking him. He was a complete artist. Facts like that. Facts. Well, a hundred percent a complete artist. Um, I'm not a virgin, so you know I make Madonna scream, rock the bells. Bells. <laughs> you, you, you've been waiting and debating for oh so long. You've been stalling like long. Who this song? I mean, oh to understand. To understand Whoa. the lyricism, to understand the lyricism of 17-year-old L. Cool J, just look at Black Thought and Eminem's tribute to him, the way they're yep. rhyming it. These are, two, yep. these are two of the greatest. I mean, you can watch it on YouTube. Just watch Black Thought and Eminem pay tribute to him. They And, and you're like, man, they spitting this like, like it's the like, illness, like it's you know what I'm saying? Cause, cause, like it's nothing. But that's how impactful that was. I mean, hip hop was such a lived experience back in that time, man. Like, mm-hmm. I really wish I could explain to people, and, man. And watch. Let's keep it real. When VH1 asked Eminem and Black Thought, hey guys, do you mind doing LL tribute? My nigga, you think like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about that? Give me the mic. What song do you want me to do? I guarantee you, it was just like that. And this is the thing I want people to understand. Hello? All right, we in it. A- Eminem was the biggest selling artist in the world. He could have easily said, I'm staying in the air and, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just a, he's, he's a hip-hop head. Think about LL's like, oh, my God, I'm rapping with someone who was my idol, someone that I – think about it. Facts. Um, Eminem's first Actually, the commercial album came out – Eminem's first commercial hip-hop album came out in 1999. 
That's a long time from 1985. What do you think think LL was doing when he was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17? LL was dropping albums during this time as a superstar. Young prodigy. So he was just like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be this guy. Watch. Watch. We always talk about the young guys that came into hip-hop, the prodigies prodigies of the world, illegal, the youngsters. All these young, young um, Bow Wow, if you want to go there, Soldier Boy, I what we said, right? All these young guys who came into hip hop. Dog, I don't think LL gets talked about enough how young he was, bro, when he got to Def Jam. When he, you know what I'm saying? How old this boy was. Pure teenager. His first song was I Need a Beat. Germany, Italy, France, and Japan. I remember that. Now, let me, now, let, me, now, let me ask you this. Before we get to that, let me ask you this. What are we doing with Rick Rubin, who produced the whole first album? Because you know, listen, this is a great like question. That's a great question. Producers, I and me and you never I, talk about him. So, what what are we doing? I think Rick Rubin. Uh, well, he's gonna get his kudos right now for both of us. Um, Rick Rubin needs to, as much as niggas try to give Leo Cohen and um, what's the other brother's name, Russell Simmons, and all the other guys, as they should get their respect. But you have to give Rick Rubin, man. Why you think Jay-Z went back to Rick Rubin on a black album? Rick Rubin is a pioneer in hip-hop, a legend in hip-hop, and it's just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I'm glad you, I, I'm uh, glad Eminem you mentioned to, that. Eminem went to Rick Rubin. Eminem went to Rick Rubin. Great point. Great point. Great point. You, you know what? You used the word that I never used for Rick Rubin. I'm, he's a pioneer. There's, there's mm. no question about it. He's a pioneer. Um... Let me just go to one more song, because, you know, L got a lot of albums. So what did you think about the song, Dear Yvette, Dear Yvette? That, that's a classic. I'm, that's a classic. Listen, you and I come from, hey, Veronica, Veronica, to Dear Yvette. That's the shit we come from, my nigga. You yes, think what I'm saying? Yes, that's, yes. That's how it L is a teenager writing songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, LL is... He's underappreciated. Man, let's keep it real. For his level of I don't lyricism. remember where we had. I don't remember where we had LL on our '90s list. But my nigga, it's safe to say we had him high, bro. If I remember, memory serves me right, because we've done we've done so many goddamn shows. We had him real high on our list, and the '80s and the '90s, my nigga. Like for real. Can we can we talk about this without talking about? So cut creator cut. <laughs> Cut Creator? Come on, man. I feel like we know about Cut Creator. Cut Creator was in every damn video. His other was other brother. Um, he's that, um, Earl was a DJ, right? Yeah. Right. So, so it's like, Cut, so all I remember for LL was the hat, the gold chain, the rope chain. You feel me? And him, 80, let's be real, watch 85, dog. Was he the MVP in 85? Oh, man, I mean, listen. Or rookie of the year in '85. Think of the Fresh Fest tour on '85. It was Run DMC, Houdini, Run DMC, LL, Run DMC, LL, Fatboy. I mean, those all of those guys just all hit me. They were all different, and they were all just amazing. All different. We're giving LL. We're giving LL his slot. And now let's just say this now, so people can really understand the impact of LL. Just so you can really understand. When we heard LL Cool J, we never heard of Kane. 
We never heard of Rakim. Mm-hmm. They wasn't out Facts. there. He was out before them doing this. Only Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh. 17, 17-year-old. You know what I'm saying? And we knew Run DMC. Mm-hmm. But um, Run DMC. He, he, did this, he did this very young. So let's fast forward to the bad album, Bigger and Deffer. Oh. <laughs> let's just start, let's start it off with I'm Bad. Dog. That's the first single, right? And let's be real, Watts, for him to go back to back and drop a second album that with consistency and didn't flop. We got we really gotta highlight the fact that LL did not flop going into his second album, which a lot of niggas do in this climate of hip hop. So the consistency next to LL's name and to drop a song like I'm bad, oh like my nigga come on the video. Smithsonian song, Fire Mics, man. Stop playing with me, man. And 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 let's let me just say this. L has five L has five mics, passion and delivery for his songs. When he raps them, he's rapping them like it's the last Back. rap of his life. Great point. I mean Rock. he's point. he's rapping it with so much passion and fire and fury. Now this is where you're gonna hear the genius of L. Think about how energetic and fiery he is on bad, right? And on mm-hmm. the same Candy, though. he does another Smithsonian song called I Need Love. Wow. Hall of Fame song, I Need Love, is up there. At Jarrell and all these other niggas drinking them, if they were not influenced, influenced by that song. Dog, there's not a girl I knew in New York City that did not like this song. LL was talking to girls' souls. LL, thank you. For that song alone, me and Watson was able to pull shorties off that song alone, my nigga. Are you kidding me? Five mics. Thank you, LL, for that song, man. That song got him out of here. This album got out of here, to be so honest let me, with you. Because I love and, 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 let me just say this. And, and let me just say this. The fact that me and three lived through this era, it's so hard for us to just give all rappers that came after them like, yo, these dudes know how to make songs for the ladies, and they know how to make songs. And we're like, hold a minute. LL did that already. Like, LL did that. Whatever you want, South P, whatever you want babies to do, you appeal to the ladies. You you, you got sex appeal. You need to make something. <laughs> LL did that already. Hey, Big Daddy Kane, yeah. LL did that before you too, and you knew yes. he did. Thanks. And you respected he him did. for it. Like, he did, he yeah. just... And this is another reason why you cannot put any solo rapper, Big, Hawk, Hulk, you can't go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before LL, a man who just by credentials alone, this album sold two million copies, platinum singles, like, he did everything that you should do. You can't put no solo in hip-hop before LL Cool J. LL kept those lights on in Def Jam, man. Let's keep it real, watch. Did he not? Did he not keep oh, the lights on in Def Jam? So, so let, let's, 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 get, let's, get them, let's, let's bring them back to 87 right quick. Explain to these dudes how it was that every time you turn on Kiss FM with WBLS, I need love is playing. <laughs> like, it's just not <laughs> it's always on. It's not alone, And look at the phone we use. This is wrong. Explain to them bam, the small, mellow bam, flow we use. My God, Sm- slow flow, chill, laid back. 
He kind of darkened the floor a tad bit, Watts. He darkened the floor before young Chris. Let's be clear. He darkened it just a tad bit, though, man. But I Need Love is a Smithsonian song, man. I can't emphasize that enough, man. But I got to be real, Watts. I love the Bristol Hotel. I love Candy. Bristol Hotel. Who five fifteen? The Bristol. Yo, that hook alone, my nigga. I love this album. I ain't gonna hold you, man. On the ill tip. Oh, let's get ill the breakthrough. I fucking love this album. Four and a half like album for me. Four and a half for me. Love uh, album. Uh, 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 so so LL is already two for two. Now mind you, yes, eighty-seven, two for two, eighty-seven, L, eighty-seven. Now LL is in a new era of hip hop. So he's out in the Fat Boys, Houdini, Run DMC ever in hip hop in '85. Then in '87, there was already a brand new ever hip hop. There was a dude by well, the name Rock of Kim, Kenny Parker. <laughs> there was there was Rock Kim. Yeah, Chris. This is '87. Like, mm-hmm. so hip hop was 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 changing. It was sounding different. It was no longer sounding like, you know, who did he say was in Melly it, it, it sounded, it sounded, yo, yo, mm-hmm. see Buffalo girls got around the outside, around the outside, right, like, right, it right, wasn't that no more. Yo. Oh, oh, um, where do you think Eminem got that quote from? We're watching did y'all. Y'all probably thought Eminem made that up, huh? We're watching just said, around the outside. No, no, no. That was not Eminem. He took that. But that's another story. I just want to be sure. I highlight that. So sure now, I like that right quick. LLLL ain't stopping. Now, here's his controversial album. Because, you know, one of the critiques in hip-hop is we want you to change, do something different, yes. expand your horizon. Yep. So guess what? LL comes out with a, a different album that hit the streets differently, but it was still great. So let's My talk favorite about LL album. album. Let's be clear. My favorite LL Cool J album of all time. Sorry, continue. Okay. So here we go. So here we go. Before Biggie Smalls had a song called Going Back to Cali, LL yep. had a song called Going Back to Cali. Yep. And he was using yep. his laid-back flow. He was using his, his ladies' love L Cool J flow. See, this is to me what made LL great, man. LL could give you passion. LL could give you fire, emotion on the way he's rapping. And then he can give you the smooth ladies' love L flow. Yep. And I'm just like, right. me, me, being that me and you saw it and lived it, though I don't think people understand why, and this is no disrespect to Drake, it's just why Drake don't, it, he doesn't move our soul like that. Nah, like, I, I acknowledge his accomplishments, like, I acknowledge his accomplishments in the era, right? But, I mean, you're talking to two brothers who literally watch LL do this. Like, yep. do, do it all. Yep. Yep. So talk about this album, man. Give me some songs you like over here, man. We're going to talk about Brendan's Got a Big Old Butt? That's the whole the street look. My nigga, dogs, dogs. You gonna, we're going to act like Big Old Butt wasn't, wasn't a five. I, yo, my nigga, I love Big Old Butt. I, yo, let's be real, man. The Big and Death album, watch. Does that get... I made a mistake. This is not my favorite album. album. the next one. Pardon me. Walking like, walk like, walk like, walk like a Panther. Walking like a Panther. Walking like a Panther album. Walking like a Panther get... Does it get talked about enough, in your opinion? For whatever the reason is, LL Cool J and Hip Hop album was too non-street. Like they felt he really went to the laid back, smooth type of floor. And and, and listen, that's another song. I'm that type of guy. I love that song. He was using a really smooth. 
I know, I know, but LL at the time, so you got to understand something. Now, we in 89, man. It's hip-hop is special-led. Hip-hop is G-rap. I know, but I'm just saying the sound about right. how hip-hop was sounding while LL's out doing this kind of hip-hop. Mm. Now, me and you are not going to say we liked, you know, I'm that type of guy better than Road to the Riches. You know, or we, no, I'm not, not going to say we like better than Warm It Up Pain. You, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, hello. Sorry. Or, or we're not going to say we like the better than I got it made by special No, I can't do that. Sorry, can't do that. So, 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 that. so what happened was that I think, personally, is this album was mm. looked at funny style because the hip-hop that was still coming out of New York was just, like we said, we're talking Road to the Riches. Yep. Then we're talking Warm It Up Kane. Then we're talking Fight the Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're talking my phone coffee. Ooh, suck, so another we, one. We're talking microphone feed. So that's how hip-hop mm-hmm. was in 89. Oh, no, yeah, well, yeah. Slick Rick, the great adventure. Slick Rick still getting played in 89, by the way. Came out yep, still, still getting, getting played. played still getting played. Still getting played. Still getting burned. Still and I burn. think LL, the, the choice of songs LL was using. By the way, at this point, LL was the biggest star than everybody I just named. Let's just keep it 100. That's a fact. He was, at, at by, by third point, album? He was, by album he was three. a bigger solo star than everybody. Um, yep. Big old butt. I love the video for it. I used to, I used to love when Rock McDaniels was playing it. I was like, love this video. Yep. Um, what did you think about uh, Jingling Baby? First of all, Jingle and Baby video alone when they dance in, do the, uh, the jump up and down and move up. Yo, that video is like the house party vibes. The video alone, love I love it. the video with the house party vibes, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a classic song. Jingle and Baby is a classic LL song. Big Old Butt to me is a classic song. I like Against No Rough Fall, so I ain't going to hold you. I did like that song. This is not my favorite LL album, but it's still soul. It's, it's so, like you said, by his third album, you know what it is. My nigga, by your third album and you still selling records and you still wanted in hip-hop and you still got the listeners' ears, that's why LL, when he took that goat shit, I have no problem with him saying he's one of the goats. I have no problem. But that's why I get mad at LL. LL, you got to do a versus, my nigga. You got to. You know me and Watson give you the appreciation, brother, but fam, niggas need to know your catalog is fucking fire, my nigga. LL got a mean 20-pack. Sam, I'm talking about a mean 20. That whole, you would catch it straight from LL2, my nigga, respectfully, old. LL got joints, man. And, 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 and here's you know why. Now, now let's, explain, let's, let's explain to people why he could easily battle Jay-Z, and Jay-Z himself would be like, damn. And Jay-Z uh, knows that Jay knows he that. performed reasonable doubt. If he performed reasonable doubt, he knows hearing the early songs me and three already talked about from the three albums, they, they they were impactful Smithsonian songs. He he would never front on them. Like you can love Jay and love and think Jay's you know lyrically better, but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the evils is not going to be rock the bells. It's just not. It's not. It, it, it can't be looked at that way, especially for people old enough to know. You can like the song and think it's lyrically. In terms of impact and how it hit in the era of hip hop. Rock the bells and evils. And let, me, and let me just say, man, LL got, and listen, we only talk about his albums. We, we haven't even gotten to his verses that he's given other people yeah, and, and all that other stuff. He's done, he's got, he, got, he got a whole Ooh. bunch of that. Um, but let's talk you know, you about. Know, I, wonder, I would like to know why it's how LL felt about, not, not saying it now, at the, in, due to, in that time, 
not in 2021. You ask him this question, he'll give you the mature answer and everything like that. In in the 80s, in 85, 86, 87, as he's seen the Fat Boys, Bismarck, um, Kane, G Rap, all these niggas, right? I would like to know what he felt about them as an artist. Did he feel he was iller than them because of him selling records and he had Dev Jam and everything? I feel that LL Cool J, because he was so young doing hip-hop, he was a fan of hip-hop as he was an artist at the same time. Like, I think he was a fan of all these guys. And the reason why I know it is because when you watch the VH1 Honors and they were honoring all the early pioneers, LL was there and he was rapping everybody else's songs and verses as Mm. a fan Mm. of them. I love seeing shit like that. Definitely. He definitely, especially when, when Kane was up to doing it with Scuba Scrap, L.L. was rapping all that shit getting hype. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now let's get to what mm-hmm. I consider my favorite L.L. Cool J album of all time. My favorite with, L.L. album with, right here. Not only is it my favorite L.L. album of all time, I believe L.L.'s first four albums, he has, a, he has 20 songs in those first four albums alone. Yep. He yep. just has. He has, he has. he has 20 already. Yep. It's done. If he just wants to go to, let me take my best 20 for my first four albums. Now. He could do that. Now, you know you know what's also, Watts? The fact that we're going from the 80s to, to 1990 right now. <laughs> With LL. And, 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 so he's making a transition. And he has he's not. making a big transition, leaving, leaving the 80s and entering 1990. And still that dude. So what song are we going to talk about first off of what me and you have both agreed is our favorite LL album of all time? You tell me, cousin. <laughs> okay, let's let's you start. Me, let's cousin. start off with L, let's let's start off with LL as a diss person, a person who's a battle MC who can diss rappers. He has a song That's called a "To the Break of Dawn," where Woo! he is dissing Ice T and Kumo D on that on record. Bad. L. Cool J was a, also a battle MC. We haven't gotten into that aspect of LL. That he was a battle MC. Um, mm-hmm. what's up, you little burnt up French fry? I'm that type of guy. You got the nerve to have, you got the nerve to have the Star Trek shades on. Like he was killing Kumo D. He was wigging on Ice T. Like he, mm-hmm. LL was ready to smoke. Okay, and another great thing about it, he is, wanted to smoke. We're going to hear how, just based on his career, how he also battled a lot of MCs on wax. He had a crazy subliminal battle with hoes that no, everybody acts yep. like they don't know existed. Me and you know it existed. Nah, they nah, nah. definitely throwing subliminal shots at each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, let's, so let me, go to one, let me go to a hip-hop anthem song. So before I heard Hold On by En Vogue, I heard a song called Booming System by LL Cool J. It's a five mics of Tomlin song. Love it. Top five LL songs for me. In my in my cat LL songs, that's in my top five. Woman system. That beat alone is hard. See, this is where this this is where so people can understand. He has one, two, three. He has three songs on here that Jay Z would have a big, big problem with beating. One of them is Woman System. 
He has another Smithsonian song. Hey, Drake, once again, another song for the ladies that's better than any ladies song you ever did. No disrespect to you, 12 Summers, but I want to keep our younger boys so they can understand what's going on here. LL Cool J has a song on here called Around the Way Girl. Can you please explain to the younger people the impact to the hood, the streets, the women, the video Around the Way Girl had? Once again, another top five song for me, LL Cool J's catalog, Around the Way Girl. The singles... Once again, I got to emphasize the singles that came off this album were phenomenal. I don't know. We're talking about album four, 1990. I mean, this Negro right here, this is a, like, like Watson said, one of his favorite albums, one of my favorite albums of LL Cool J's catalog. Um, Song Smithsonian song, Watson, man. Five mics song, man. Five mics. Okay. Straight five now, mics, you know. Now, now, now listen to this. We already Look said there's serious, two Smithsonian like, five mic songs. We already said there's two five mic songs, Booming System, Around the Way Girl. How about there's a third five mic song, which I will argue might be LL Cool J's greatest song ever. Um, Mama Said Knock You Out. Uh, can you talk about the Classic. video and can you talk about the song? Love the video, boxing scene, dark, um, dark, um, not colored, not colored, um, dark screen and everything like that. Mama Said Knock You Out is phenomenal, phenomenal video. I love this song very much. It made sense. This is on your MTV Raps every weekend. This is a song you could not escape if you wanted to escape it. Once again, LL with these singles, man. Mama Said Knock You Out, fire song. Mama Said Knock You Out, on the strength of LL, people saying, oh, he does a lot of girl songs. No, he can show you. Whatever you're around the way, girl, I got to break it dawn. I got a Mama Said Knock You Out. You know what I'm saying? I love Mama Said Knock You Out, man. Don't call it a comeback. I've been there for years. Don't call it a comeback. I've been there for years. And the reason why he said that, and the reason why he said that, is because the criticism he got for walking like a panther, because they thought it was too smooth and too laid back and too catered to the ladies. That's what they. That's what Mm -hmm. they felt. So he was like, "Don't call it a comeback. I've been there for now. The power, the passion, the 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 energy, the passion LL displayed on that." is arguably the greatest I've ever seen a rapper do. Now, you know how we always talk about the, the passion that DMX has when he does his prayers or he gets mm-hmm. into a song? Well, LL mm-hmm. absolutely was doing that on this song. Hey, Eminem fans, because I know Eminem fans listen to this, and I know him. Hey, y'all like that video Eminem did where he just basically did the same thing that of the Mama Said Knock You Out video? He said, hey, it's 2020, mm-hmm. and I can't. And, and L Cool J, he impacts me so much. Said, I just want to do the Mama Said Knock You Out video with a song that's nowhere near as good as Mama Said Knock You Out, but I'm just going to get in the middle of the ring with a mic and rap in front of it with a hoodie on, okay? That's, that's the impact. Think about that. That's the impact of L. Cool J that Eminem, 200 million albums later, the biggest selling rapper of all time, is like, hey, man, I got some ideas about doing the video. You think that we should just do Mama Said Knock You Out? All, all over again, because I love that song so much, because that's literally why that video came out that way. And if you want to know how much Eminem feels about M, uh, how, how Eminem feels about LL Cool J, YouTube, when he go on LL Cool J's Rock the, Rock the Bells radio show, and listen to the way Eminem talks about L. Just listen to the way he talks about him. He's, he speaks about him like I am such a fan that I, I, I can't get over the fact that I'm just talking to you. L, I, I Eminem told to LL. If a nigga told me that he was 40-something years old, 45 or older, and told me LL didn't touch his soul in the 80s, I, 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 I would look at you differently. 
I understand you people like to say to each his own, and yeah, do that, man, just because he's from New York. I don't give me that bullshit. LL, I don't think people look at LL as just a New York rapper. I think he was universal. We're not we, doing that, we, number we, one, we, all right? We, we, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Household guess fucking what? name. Guess what? Before your favorite rapper, but hey, guys, I know you guys love hip-hop instrumentals and rapping live instrumentals. Guess what? LL did that before all your favorite live instrument That's bands. Right. Okay, because he did an MTV Unplugged. I remember yep. that. Remember MTV Unplugged? Yep. They used to film this thing called MTV Unplugged, right? And then they would show this shit like every day. Like whoever was the, art, mm-hmm. the popular artist of the time, they just show it like every different day. They show it, and you can just watch it. And LL did that with a live band. He did the Mama Said Knock You Out album. He yep. killed it. He killed it. I had that. I had that so, tape. Um, I had that tape. So let me give you let me give let me give you another song that I just loved on this album just because dog this album meant everything to me. So sidebar, the reason why this album is so important to me because this was my freshman year of college, and LL first semester and my freshman year of college LL dominated that shit. It's weird because it was LL and it was X Clan. It's a weird mix, but them two during yeah, that one, that ninety going to ninety one. LL and X Clan was like it was That's like That's a everything. wild bill. You bring out the brothers, the, the um African brothers, you bring out the cultural brothers, you bring out the shorties and everything and that type of bill. It was, LL. It was, it was nothing I mean, it was nothing to go between Brother J and L L who J in the in the in ninety and ninety one. It was it, it was normal to do that. Oh, by the way, special ed too. Especially the second album was in heavy rotation. <laughs> um, there's a song on here that I love so much. I just have to tell you, chill, eat him up, L, chill. Yeah, I thought L was just yeah. body bagging. I thought he was body bagging, yeah. but I like this whole album. So this is one of my favorite albums. Um, so now let's go to 14 Shots to the Dome. Woo. What are your thoughts? Um, I like the watch. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people... Don't feel this album too much. I kind of like it, though. I never had a problem with that. Oh, let me highlight Milky Cereal also. I love Milky Cereal. I've got to tell yes, you that. Yes, I yes, love yes, yes. Milky Cereal. Got to say that. Um, 14 Shots to the Dome. I, don't, it was, I, I would give it a, a solid four mics. Three and a half, four. And listen. Listen. This is how great Elko J is. So now we're, we're now going into a whole new era of hip hop again. Actually, and Ooh. LL is trying to figure out, and LL is trying to figure out how to adjust to this era. So the first song, "How I'm Coming," right? He's using he's using Dasa Flex Iggy Iggy Stiggy style because Dasa Flex literally influenced the entire landscape of hip hop for a full straight year. Nobody can convince me otherwise. I know it. I mean, you got people who came out in 93 and they were doing the diggity, diggity, iggity, Dr. Effect style from an album that came out in 92. I mean, the impact was incredible. Because on How I'm Coming, I remember when he was doing a video and he was going iggity, diggity, and I was like, oh, okay, I see where you're going, L. Uh, what did you think about the fact that we heard we heard the beat, the production by Marley Mall for Pink's Cooking a Plastic Bag before Give Up the Goods on Mob D? <laughs> they used Pink Cookies. Pink Cookies, Marley Mall flipped it before Havoc. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Remember, That's a fact give up did. the good. It, 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 it's the same, it's same track, but, but Listen, Marley did it first. Marley's another one we have to get, give, give him his kudos. We, we speak about Rick Rubin. We have definitely got to give Marley Mall mad love and respect. GOAT status, pioneer status. I mean, co-chilling. I, I mean, we cannot front. 
or my son Marley Mar, man. But watch, I don't okay. know how the LL supporters and fans how they felt about this particular album. So let me just say, this. A couple I, just say I, I gotta say this. Backseat. I don't know why we don't talk know. about Marley Mall with the reverence we talk about Pete Rock. Because Marley Mall actually did the production on the Mama Said Knock You Out album. He was the one who remixed right. Jingling Baby and made it hot again. Mm-hmm. Everybody and I remember vividly, everybody credited him for bringing back L Cool J from his, you know, appealing to only Ooh. ladies move flow and so we have to give Marley Maul the credit that we gave Rick Rubin for the first album we have to give Marley right. Maul the absolute credit That's the for the Mama Said Knock You Out album so I, I want to be very clear hey yo Marley gives a slice I get nice that Marley Maul that Marley Maul from from Queensbridge MC Shan, the bridge, the blah, 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 bridge, 84, we're in 91, Marley Maul is making the biggest show. The fact that me and you do not talk about Marley Maul's 84, the early 90s run, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, brother, because, like, everything we loved, he was, he was producing it. Everything. Why don't we talk about Marley Maul the way we talk about Pete Rock? That's going to be a different discussion. Yeah. That's going to be a different discussion. Um, right. Let's talk about... Think about well, let me let me get your take. Dimension. What do you think about the album, though, Watts? What do you think about the overall album of Fourteen it. Shots to the Dome? I, I I really played this album. I really enjoyed it. I have it on cassette. I, I posted it. it a couple of weeks ago. I posted it a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago on Twitter. I had no I like I had no issue with it. Um, backseat mm-hmm. to my Jeep. Let's swing the episode produced by Quincy Jones. Classic song. What, what was your take on that song? That's a classic song. I'm, that was the first and, single and, off and, this and, album, was it not? And, and let me just say this. Um, this is a song he could put on his verses, man, and it's going to be hard to beat it, man. This is, because cause what me and you going to immediately be like... Hold on a second. Was it yes, Charles Oakley yes. in this video? <laughs> yeah, Oakley's in this video. Yeah. I don't know why Charles Oakley's mind just came to my brain. Like, oh, shit, he was in that video. Backseat and shit. Backseat in my Jeep. That's an episode. Backseat in my Jeep. That's an episode. That shit was hard, though. That was a dope-ass symbol. So so now let's Four. go to let's now let's let mind you we're in the 90s now hip hop is when I say changing hip hop is rapidly changing so we did 93 right, right? and you know he's coming out Snoop, with Snoop, Snoop Black Moon and Wu Tang Clan have dropped like 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 you gotta understand something so LL's out now this is the competition this is how hip hop sounds so think about me and three don't know each other but we both bought this on cassette yet we still was outside buying. Snoop's album, Into the Stage album, Into the, into the Wu-Tang Clan album. We bought those. Mm-hmm. Why did we right. still buy LL? Think about it. Why did we still buy L Cool J's album? And like we both said, we didn't have an issue with it. We had no problem with it. So that just goes to show you how, how L Cool J is surviving the changing times in hip-hop. So now let's go to, now let's go to 1995, the Mr. Smith wow. album. Wow. Um, I'm going to just say this. This is an album where... And, and this is why I have to bring up Drake again, because Drake is the person who does uh, songs for the ladies. And and people, he gets so much credit for that, that he can make songs for the ladies and the radio. Like, he gets a lot of credit that nobody could do it like that. Well, once again, man, we're in the He has a monster five, song on this project. He has a monster, yo, he had a monster song on this project. With, with, with you, go from, you go from back, R&B group. You go from backseat to monster, that, and they're going to do it? Man, come on, man. Stop playing with me, son. Okay, talk about doing I it. Tell you. people about doing it. 
My nigga, doing that is a five mic song. It. It's a five mic song. And, and I'm going to give LL kudos on this. Do we give LL props for his singles, though? Like, when he drops, it's monumental songs. He drops his singles. Like, the nigga's ear for singles. And, and my nigga, his ear for singles and his ear for, okay, I'm doing an album watch, and I'm going to let you into three letter, man. Everybody else know these songs. I'm going to give you back seat. I'm going to set up this album with doing it, and y'all going to love this shit. And we did. Yeah, we did. Give me a, I could, shot you. Could you explain? Could you explain before we even get to I shot you? I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the radio friendly commercial songs out the way. Uh, explain right. to people how significant it was that he had a song called Hey Lover, catered to the females, catered to the radio, with boys to men. Could you can you explain to them how big that was? Dog, that was instant rotation. That was like dog. Once again, the singles again. LL did his job in the fact that I'm going to lure you into copying my albums. You know why? My name is LL Cool J, and you know when I drop these singles, y'all have to cop. LL, you know what's dope, dope about LL Watts? That he was able to drop two, three singles off albums. Two to four, two to four singles off, these, off, off, a, off a lot of his albums, and they worked. And they moved the needle. Let me you know ask I mean? you a question, Three. Let me ask you a question, Three. Completely changed this landscape. There are new MCs on the scene. Me and you were listening to an Guess what? Me and you bought Fat Joe's album, Drugs is the Key to Success. Remember that yep. album we bought? And we, and we also bought an album called, and we also bought an album called The Infamous by Mob D. Mob. And we also bought an album called The Most Beautifulest Thing by Keith Murray. These are right. new artists on the scene. They are brand new artists on the scene. They only been out for a couple of years. Sure. Some some just came out, and then purple tape. There was a there was a shorty on this album. Me and you had never heard before. I didn't even know it was a girl. I thought it was just a young kid rapping. In Could the, you explain to people the significance and importance of our Chacha remix? Explain to people that when well, we're talking about songs. Because we're always talking about Bam Bam TV and Blam Blam, right? Yes. People hear us talk right. about Blam Blam and Bam Bam TV. Talk to these dudes about I Shot Your Remix. I Shot Your Remix to me is one, like Watson said, I, I feel like when people go into the collaborations of songs, for whatever reason, like Watson said, you go into band from TV, scenario, blam, blam, and all that. Um, you, you can go Dwick maybe, right? You can go into that bag. But I feel like this collaboration, for whatever reason, doesn't get, I think even Fire March, Simon Says, probably gets more love. Than this, than this song. Well, not the remix anyway, part itself. But it Prodigy, Fat Joe, Keith Murray, and Young Fox Boogie at the end. You want to talk about making a guest appearance and rapping with the ill niggas? And this is why I will always salute Foxy Brown. I don't give a damn you niggas on Joe Budden Podcast saying, oh, acting like Foxy is not nice and shit. I'm, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Shout out to LL because y'all think Jay-Z really birthed on Foxy. No, 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 no. It was James Todd Smith, man. This is a dope-ass song. Love this song, man. Love this collaboration. I am so happy. I am so happy you said that. You know, people put these. I just saw uh, Direct, Direct, um, Poison Pen, DT Gotti did a uh, Who's a Female Hall of Fame, and they didn't have Foxy Brown on there. They had Trina, Missy, Little Kim, and Lauren Hill. They said that's the Mount Rushmore of... Uh, they said that's the Mount Rushmore female hip-hop. And I just feel like this is an absolute joke. 
I told him that's yeah, that's. And I said, there's no way I believe that poison pen from Nostrand Ave co-signed that. He, poison poison pen can never look at me in my face and say, yeah, I co-signed that Trina's on the Mount Rushmore of female hip hop, and MC Light's not there. I I I I would never believe that he could look at me in my face and say he co-signed that. Anyway, um, I shot the remix, incredible. So let me now, so let, so now let me really explain to y'all how big this album was. It comes out late. 1985. L. Cool J was the headliner for the biggest hip-hop concert in America, Summer Jam. You know who else was on that card? The Fugees. Guess who closed it? Right. Guess who was the headliner of that Summer Jam? It was LL. And you know why it was LL? Because nobody on that card could say LL shouldn't be there. By this time, I, I want to be clear so people understand this. LL had survived now we're in the Biggie Nas era of hip hop. We're in there. We're in the woo. We're fully in the Biggie Mob Deep woo banging Nas Mob Deep and woo. We're in that era hip hop. LL was sitting at the table with them as the you know I'm still that dude right and nobody could right. say anything negative about him. Nobody. We Euro stepped. Uh, uh, we, we Euro step two LL verses that I, I want to highlight right quick. I want to highlight L Cool J's verse on Rampage, and I want to highlight Ooh. LL Cool J rapping on the Flavor Your Ear remix just to show how much respect Dogs. he had, that EPMD had for him, and that Biggie Buster and Diddy had for him. So now we're talking business as usual, right? Oh, no, no, unfinished business, right? Is it Rampage on the unfinished business? Business never personal. Okay, business never personal, part of self. Um, can we say that LL stole that song, though? I thought he had the best verse on it. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Ripple's the master. Don't with audience. Play them seats like an old audience. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Dude, you see how you said that? Come on. Come on. You see how you said that? I say the same thing. Why do we know that? Why? Thirty years later, we can go the Ripper, the Master, the Overlordian playing the Overlordian, like playing the like Overlordian, information of the necessary station, like shit. What? And then I'm coasting. Oh, the was wilding on there, coasting on there, floating on that shit, my nigga. Now, now Dogs, guess what, I guess love what, that what? song. Kidding me? Anybody, anybody who, anybody who battles LL in a in a verses, y'all better be prepared that verse from Rampage. God bless you, you. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, and this is why we said LL could easily go 20 for 20 with Jay-Z. I mean, he he has six albums before Hove ever dropped. Well, well, let's not do that. I'd rather, and I I know this is an appreciation, but I can't say Jay-Z. What about LL being picky on who he wants to battle, though, Watts? With all due respect, no, 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 that, 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 that's L. But, but Jay Z's the only person he thinks he can battle. Jay Z and Drake and Eminem. That's the type of time he's on. He could battle. He could battle Buster. He could have battle Buster. He could have, absolutely. But he's like, oh, you know, it's his, his ego is like, you know, L's not an ego, man. The guy has an album called Goat for crying out loud. Okay, LL has an ego, and um, he just feels that it has to be Drake, Eminem, or um. Jay Z, he just feels like that. Though he just, you know, he wants to play the hits card because let's truth be told, he has the hits. He has the hits, yeah. so it's not like he don't have the hits. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, I like. I like. I like. I like. Drop one. 
Alabama's verse on Rampage is phenomenal. His verse on, on Rampage is so phenomenal, man. God, um, that's, that's so like a half question shot. about production team. We talked about production teams. So we gave Vic Rubin props. We gave Molly Maul props. What are we are we giving the Trackmasters props for what they did to this Always. album? Always. I think you and I have given Trackmasters props because I remember watching when Jermaine Dupree was trying to act like he was too fly to battle them niggas, act like they were some beneath niggas, like he's beneath battling, battling them niggas. And you and I had some words for JD when he went to that bag last year, remember? Yeah, so we, we know what it yeah. is, man. One love to Trackmasters, man. Ask 50, ask all these niggas about Trackmasters, man. So now, 95, we, we, we already established. So then, LL, and here's another thing. Let's talk. LL at this time is doing movies. He's doing TVs. But he clearly <laughs> has not lost his love for hip-hop. Like, we, like people got to understand this. At this point in his career now, he's a TV and a movie star. Certified. Certified. Sabah. He's a certified. All due respect. Yeah. All due respect to Tupac, but LL was in movies first, Crush Groove, and all that. Let's be clear on that. I'm not trying to play Divide and Conquer. I'm just saying I'm giving hip-hop facts real quick. LL was doing no, all no, these movies, no, no. sitcom shows for all these niggas. Yeah, yeah, and this is why we're telling people, yo, everything you want to give to other rappers, you can't, you can't take away the pioneer status. You know, people are not going to yeah. put, you know... People are not going to put Ricky Henderson in the Hall of Fame before Willie Mays. They're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. If both of them are Hall of Famers, first ballot, but my man, the dude who did it first and was doing it at a high level, you got to acknowledge him first. You just have to. Um, mm-hmm. So now that El Cool J's in his, uh, he's clearly a superstar. He's clearly a, um, he's bigger than rap. You know, he's transcended it. America has embraced him as this, you know, superstar made it guy. Puffy, Puff Daddy runs hip hop at this at this point. You know, Diddy is just the 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 sound of hip hop in nineteen ninety seven, whether you like it or not, was Diddy. It just was. Um, Master it P was. put out some Great. phenomenal stuff and I'm not gonna take nothing away from what Master P did. He put out an entire city, everybody. But in terms of just the the what was going on in hip hop in ninety seven, it was Diddy. Three Diddy put out three albums that all Damn near sold five million copies apiece. He had all the hits. He literally, it was, it was just his year. I mean, this is not my opinion. This is just the reality of that year. So, of course, mm-hmm. El Cool J says, yo, Diddy, I need you to, to, to bring your bad boy magic to me. So he does the Phenomenon album. What was your take on the Phenomenon album? And did you buy the Phenomenon album? I did buy the Phenomenon, Phenomenon album. I did. I'm not going to front. I did it. Hello. Okay. Hello. So so so, no, Josh, so, so I, you're I telling me, so you're telling me, me and you were buying LL in 1985. We are fully now into 1997. Biggie had passed away, but he he's, he's already through that era. Jay Z's out. Jay Z's completely here. He's on the map. We know who he is. Smooth Hustlers out. Cellar Dwellers, by the way. I don't know if people want to hear that. Cellar Dwellers was out too. Perfect match and all that. Yeah, boys, love Cellar Dwellers. Play with me. Come on, man. Um, what did you think I put about... Cellar, I put Cellar Dwellers, Lord of the Underground, and, and Artifacts. Like, I lumped them together. For, for, for some odd reason, I always lumped them together. Sounds about right, because I, I consider them all underground dudes that got an opportunity to mm-hmm. go mainstream, but their albums really didn't pick up, but they were just like underground. Boogie Monsters, MC. The Bush Babies. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I put them all in that same category. Right. They all they that is all the same category. Um so 
So this album is another phenomenal. Hold up, another phenomenal collaboration on on this phenomenal album, though. That's a fact. Well, go ahead, though. We wait for yeah. to get there, though. No, no. So, so let so let me ask you: Is LL did he show that in 1997 I can still rap with whoever is the top MCs of the era? Did he did he show that? Dog, and I'm not Don't saying this because one. this is. I'm not saying this because this is LL appreciation. I thought LL had the best verse. Your naive incompetence gets crushed by my dominance. So that nigga LL was snapping on you. When you're fucking going against a nigga on a song, and you're coming at the nigga that's like, was LL, was LL the first nigga before Ti and Ludacris did that shit on Young Buck's album? Where I'm shitting on the nigga that's on the song, take five. Was LL the Yo, first nigga that we knew that did that, that though? Told me Rampage, he was going at EPMD, letting him know he was better than them. But that verse was him saying, I'm nice to y'all, and I'm approved. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this is what he did. Um, Rest in in peace, DMX. Uh, You already know how me and you feel about Redman and Method Man. Facts. Facts. Once again, it's 1997, and Al Cool J saying, yo, no, 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 don't get it twisted. Yeah, I'm the same nigga who was rapping with the Fat Boys, Houdini, and Run DMC. Yes, that was me, right? But guess what? This is still me, 97, and y'all are the nicest. Y'all are the best that we got from the East Coast right now. I'm going ball for ball with y'all, too. You know what I'm saying? And I like the fact that El Cool J had his ear to the streets that he knew who to get. Cannabis, meth and red, completely respected them. DMX. Yo, mind y'all, DMX had no album out. So, mind you, LL LL got Foxy Brown before she had an album out. He got DMX before he had before she had an album out. He got Cannabis before Cannabis had an album out. Mm-hmm. So he clearly was in tune to what the streets was saying. That's go talk, my nigga. He's getting everything you, everything you just said is go talk. Everything you just said is go talk. Yeah. No, no, that's no, no, that's a fact. Like, I mean, and, and then and then and then he's rapping with them. I mean, you got to think about the first, listen. I can never take away that the first time I ever heard Foxy Brown was on Al Hujay's album. I, that can fact. never change to me. And like, like when I think live at the barbecue, it's the first time I heard Nas. I shot the first time I heard Fox, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Um, what did you think about when LL the remix and replaced him with Master P? Once again, Al Hujay acknowledging who's running hip hop. The two MVPs in 1997 I, was Diddy and Master I P. I like that. Once again, Diddy, listen, he knew Master P was running the Source magazines. You and I both know that. You know, P was making a hell of noise. And yo, he snatched P up to be on the joint like that. And yo, shout out to LL. Uh, for all this talk that East Coast niggas don't show the South niggas love, um, voila, there you have it. Voila. Um, I think this is a three and a half mic album. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not okay. one of my favorite LKJ's okay. albums. It, it there's songs on there that I like. But 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 now let me now let me do a side. But let me hold on real quick. Does LL really got a cool shit by this by this time though? No, 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 he doesn't. Yo, 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 three. By this, by the way, that, by the way, um, that was his seventh album. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. No, come on. By this time, he doesn't have to prove it. For us, it's it's already proven. He's already a legendary icon. It's already established. He's stamped. He's stamped. Stamped. So at this point. He's literally doing hip-hop because he loves hip-hop. At this point, he's, that's the only reason why he's doing it. only reason why he's doing hip-hop is because he loves hip-hop. But now I have to sidebar. 
We haven't mm. talked about what is arguably L. Cool J's greatest song of all time. It was on a Funk Master Flex big cap album called The Tunnel. Oh, shit. The t- uh, um, L. Mike, the Mike, uh, L. Bomb, the L. Bomb joint. L. Bomb. That's what he said. Um, I was a nigga that, that sent Russell, Russell Simmons, who bought Russell the skyscrapers or something like that. He was swigging yes. on there. He had the best Let me say this. joint on that project, too. This is, okay, I want people to pay attention what three just said. In 1999, Funk Master Flex and Big Cat put an album on. It had a song called Dead Man Walking with Beans and Major and, um, yep. and Duchess Spade. Remember? You were Dead Man Walking. Yep. It had a, there was a lot of, matter of fact, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wasn't there song on there? Yes, but wait a minute. There was also a song. With G Rap and Prodigy, Q Q B C some crazy. That shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the fact that three can say in 1999 that the best song on the album with all the ill spitters, Eminem was on the goddamn album. That L L. Oh. I'm gonna say this: Ill Bomb is a top five L Cool J song of all time, in my opinion, because I, mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be so ill. 59th Street Bridge, Upper Roadway, do about a buck pumping mob in the Cadillac truck. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, my man, that song wasn't it. To me, that was real yeah. talk, Uncle J. Nothing he said was a lie. He, at, this, at this point, LL could just rap about his accomplishments, man. This is where he's at right now in his life. So I just, I just had to highlight, um, I just had to highlight of uh, that. So where are we going now? We're in 2000 now. Does L have to prove anything to you? Is he just putting out albums? Just not to me. Not to me, son. Not to me. He's solidified already, man. He's like, all of L could stop rapping right there. And he's Hall of Famer. He's going into Hall of Fame. First ballot, too. So now, now, First now, ballot. now, let me just say this. On the GOAT album, just to, just to let you know how LL is still on it. On the GOAT album... LL has a song where he takes cannabis's body bag and puts it in oh, a body bag and puts it in another <laughs> body bag. The name of the song, just to just let you know how just incredible LL is, is Where I Belong. The first time I heard it, K-Slay had played it on the mixtape, and I was like, yo, what, what is he talking about? My man, he killed cannabis. Mm. It's like he knew that he got caught slipping. And he was like, yo, I'm spinning the block on this dude. He spent the block. He spent the block two years later, man, and just body bag yeah. cannabis from where I belong. Where I belong is one of the most slept on diss songs because we all acknowledge that second round knockout beat L. Cool J. Yep. So people just let it go, but L could not let it go. <laughs> he could not let that go. No, nah, he could not he let you go at all. Sure. He destroyed whatever was left of cannabis's career <laughs> with the song. Got, got, got cannabis out of here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, by this time, um, Elko J's rapping for the love of it. You know, on this album, he has Carl Thomas because you are a R&B head. Yep. I know you know who Carl That's Thomas That's my guy, Carl is. Thomas. Carl Thomas is my uh, guy. Uh, <laughs> bad boy. That's Puffy. Um, That's bad boy, man. He got song. He got song. He has songs on here with Snoop Dogg and Exhibit. Um. What, once again, I have this album, but I'm, now now I'm gonna start giving you real talk. I bought this album on bootleg because now what, what 
I'm officially don't buy cassettes anymore. We're in 2000, so I officially have to I buy CDs. Copy. I got this for two. I got this for two for five. I got this for two for five off the streets, brother. The two for five joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I got a two for five, and I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. You know, you get, you know, you get them. You know, you get them clear copies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, I, I, yo, hello, man. At this point, my brother, there's nothing you gotta prove to me, dog. You're solidified, man. Like Sam, '80s, '90s, and it's still be. Wasn't he on Red Man and Met the Man album also? Was he on Blackout One? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, come in on, 1999. Like, oh. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. The like, reason why on. I want to get to the, the reason why I want to go to 10 is because I want to highlight mm-hmm. just how influential LL was. On the album, and first of all, let me just say this, and I hate to bring up Drake, but the only reason why I'm bringing up Drake is because Drake is the standard bearer for he can make radio songs and make songs for the females. Well, LL on this album, he has a song for the females, Produced by the Neptunes called Love You Better. Yo, I'm telling you right now, they, Hot 97 played that song all the time. Non stop. My nigga, Love You Better was big. Love You Better was big. When 50 Cent was flooding the streets, did he not do Love You Better over? When when um when 50 yep. was flooding the streets, did he not do Love You Better right. over? So, right. so already you can just see the impact of Al Cool. We're in 2002 for crying out loud. We're in 2002 for crying out loud when 50 Cent runs the streets, and yet LL is still making hits that the radio is playing. I'll be honest with you. I like the song Paradise with, with A. Marie. Remember that song Paradise? My nigga, that was when another he, big song. This is what I'm talking about. Song. Love you better songs. Than Paradise. Nigga, These are big, big. Those are songs. What? Yeah. Those are songs he would do in verses, my nigga. And, and and there's nothing anybody could do about it because they big songs. See, here's the thing. For the people out there who, like, we got to make songs for the ladies that they know and they could be in the thing. Well, if that's the case, man, LL can go – he can battle drink easily. Yep. <laughs> like, easily. Like, be a strong Let me ask you a question. Wait a minute. We're joking around, right? But does that verse make sense? What? LL and Drake. Let everybody no. think about it. Does no. LL and Drake no, no. make sense it, it, versus all versus no? To LL, it makes sense, but it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about four generation separation, man. I mean, Drake comes out in 09. I mean, LL has, what, 11 albums out already before Drake ever comes out? Nah, you, you know how it works, I think, why? You know why I think it worked? Because the verses anymore is not what it is. It's not really verses. Niggas will sit up there on the stage like Keith and Bobby and just go over and, and, and do a concert. And do a concert together. And do a concert. Right, 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 right. right I think that shit will hit. I think that shit will hit. So, so, so here's what I say to you. Are you giving the crowd who would be in there the benefit of the doubt that they would know who LL Cool J is? Because LL Cool J's peers are in their 50s. LL Cool J is 52 years old. So you're saying there's going to be enough people in that crowd who are his peers, who are his age group. See, Meaning you have to have a crowd of people that are in going. their early 50s, late 40s. See, that's I why I, don't, that's going, why I think you can disconnect. No, but see, watch. I disagree with you only on this. I like the fact what you just said. I think that it will bring in everybody. We're going to get old heads. Middle age, young people, yo, my nigga, this uh, versus with LL and Drake, it will do fucking 
phenomenal numbers because you're bringing everybody named arms into these verses. Now, to answer your question, Watts, do I think young Bobby, who's in 10th grade, does he know, he doesn't know any LL songs, but that's okay. Me and you do. But there's people, I don't know, man, I think it would be a good verse. I think that would be a very and interesting believe, and, and wait a minute, and I'll tell you another, and I believe more people who use IG and are social media savvy are 35 and under. And I believe Drake, that is, well, that's, they really know Drake. And the reason why I say well, remember that now, watch. Well, watch, remember now, LL was on Instagram a lot, though, during last year during the pandemic. He was going to rock the bells, no, 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 IG no, no, live, no. heavy. I understand that. I, I I I hear everything you're saying, but this is why I say that. You know, it's shocking to me that Bow Wow and Soldier Boy got more views than Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. They got more views than Matthew Redman, and they got more views than Rain Ghost. And me and you both I'm know shocked. Bow Wow and Soldier Boy's catalog are nothing compared to the people I just named. <laughs> but yet, because of the, the the youth and the social media ever generation. They did, they did uh, 700k up in there, big and, that's, and that's why I think the disconnect is. You know, I mean, I mean, let's be clear. Soldier Boy did the same song four times over. <laughs> it, was, it was really, it was really clown, just ridiculousness. And he and he did the same. I mean, he did the same song four different times. Uh, yeah, and they got 700k, and nobody and nobody had a problem with it. Nobody I got a hundred shooters in Atlanta. Then, I got a hundred shooters in Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, and then he would perform oh a song God. where he wouldn't even rap. He would let Nicki Minaj up. So that's what I'm saying. It's just the the, the right. social media savvy ever people. They would right. they they grew up on Drake. They they're there, and I don't know if a bunch of people mm-hmm. fifty and fifty one and fifty two are gonna be like, oh, right. I gotta, let me get let me get on IG and comment about. You know, LL and Drake. That's all I'm saying. Drake, LL definitely has the hit. So wow. uh, this is one of the longest appreciations we've ever done. But guess what? <laughs> it had to be done this way because LL is that great. Like, like, let me just say I this right now. And I want do you agree with me? Do you agree with me that LL should have been the first solo rapper in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Biggie, Pac, and Jay Z? Do you agree with that? Yes. 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 Okay. If right. I had a vote, watch. If I had a vote in a committee, right, and they say three, we about to uh-huh. have Hove. I would say I love Hove, but you can't do that because you're missing on a lot of niggas before Big, before Snoop. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a respecting. You feel me? And if you're gonna do that, I think you have to start from the '80s. You can't. I don't. I don't, I don't feel going. You can't go backwards and go fight. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I would have LL though. No, 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 no. What you don't know? No, don't say you don't know. You can't put Snoop in the Hall of Fame before LL. Can't put NWA no, in the Hall of Fame no, before LL. You can't put him. LL's first one came out in 19. Yeah. If, watch. If there's one person in the 80s that I pick first. It'll be LL, and I and I got and I love Rock Kim and Kane over him respectively. LL, I just have him in the pecking order, but in KRS, but I will have LL first in the Rock and Hall of Fame first before those niggas. Agreed. It'll be LL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before Rick. Before. Came, you know what I mean? Uh, just, so, just, just no question. We, we already highlighted that he survived every era of hip hop, basically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Shout out to LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. 
Take us on, Watts. P.S.A. Hip Hop, the home of Chris Middleton. Why? You believe in Chris uh, Middleton? That you're hold it? Um, All right, hold on. Before, uh, um, do you think he's going to hold it down, though, with Giannis being hurt? Um, has he been – let me ask you a question. Has he been holding it down since Giannis has been hurt? But we do know he, he's okay. reaching valleys with Chris Middleton, though, okay. right? Can we agree on well, that? Well, 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 I believe Chris Middleton was the X factor in why they beat the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, when when Giannis went down, I thought it was over for them. I didn't even give. I thought I, did the, I said it was over. It's wow! Over. And then Chris Middleton, and then Chris, Chris Middleton wait, showed on. it. And I and you I'm say like, Chris Middleton is an X factor though. Getting paid 100 million dollars. Oh, is an X factor? Dog, dog. Everybody makes 100 million dollars. That's not even the standard anymore. Like that's well, the way, standard. Come on, buddy. Everybody right. gets that contract. Everyone. If you make 100 million dollars, you no, cannot no, be everybody. A, no, no, everybody. Everybody in the NBA gets $100 million if they sign a contract for more than three years. It's just that simple. That's, what's, that's the going rate. That's the going rate. I don't so, know. I, so all right, so get the I'm pay not for judging him on that contract. Middleton. I'm judging, uh, I love Drew I'm judging him on the fact. Yo, my man, let me tell you, Chris Middleton is better than Julius Randle. Let's just be clear. He's had a better playoff run than Julius Randle. Better than him. And yet Julius Randle is not second team all NBA. Though. I don't know why you went there wait, for Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I, Julius I, I is chilling by his business. And you give it a straight to Julius Randle. He's minding no, his no, business no, no, and you come straight. Because he was second team all NBA and he ain't better than Chris Middleton. That's why. He was second he team all NBA. Now, straight, you're talking and real I'm fly right now. You're talking super fly right now, all right? I want, you, I want you to be honest. Did I not call you up and say, why is Randall in the All-Star game over Trey Young? And Trey Young was averaging 27 a game. Yeah, I but Trey's your you guy, though, dogs. You about that. Trey's your what guy, happened? dogs. Trey's your guy, though. No, 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 no. I called you, and I was like, why is Randall an All-Star and not Trey Young? And, well, once again, the playoffs revealed the truth. When will the truth and where will the lies and when will the truth begin? Well, the truth began in the playoffs. <laughs> that's a whole part, three. See, that's a whole part. Thank you with it. I got, I got, I got Phoenix win this series though. I got Phoenix. Yo, my nigga, think about this. We got Phoenix and Milwaukee in the NBA Finals. Who thought that would happen? Phoenix versus Milwaukee, my nigga. Milwaukee, the I can understand people thinking. I can see Milwaukee by somebody to come out the East though. Phoenix is probably the, the, um, the, the only two this is Phoenix and Milwaukee. We on to the Olympics, brother. I'm watching the NBA Finals. I don't know. I'm watching that shit tomorrow. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here to watch Chris Paul get a ring. For real. I'm here for that. I'm here to see Devin Booker, um, Aiton. He gets busy and shit. Mikel Bridges. Cameron Payne. Yeah, what's up with your man um, was crying the other day, man? What's your, Bobby Schmurry, what's his name? Uh, Reggie Jackson. Crying the other day. Yeah, the basketball, ba- ba- basketball, ba- basketball is an emotional game. Absolutely. Emotion. So you cry. Men cry. And men can't cry. Gotta, I'm, I'm kind of not saying men don't got to cry, man. I have no problem with that. But why is he crying? No, no, no. no and, and, he's crying. Dog, because they lost and he wanted to win, man. That's love and that's passion. He's like, yo, they gave me a chance. Chris. You didn't say nothing. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't say nothing when Chris Webber was on the bench crying after they lost to Duke. You didn't say nah, nothing. That's hurtful, though. Crying. Nah, had, come on. He had his head. Nah, that was hurtful. He had his head. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hear you saying what Chris, yo, what Chris Webber was crying. I ain't going to lie. Yo, hold on. Sidewall watch. 
I remember when AI never lost to Indiana in the playoffs. AI was proud oh, that of the bench. Cried. That boy, that he, he was inconsolable. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, he was unconsolable. He had a couple that was Howell. Yo. yo. <laughs> Sidebar for people who don't know. When yeah. AI finally beat when AI finally beat um um when he finally beat Indiana Pacers in the playoffs, that was like one of the biggest accomplishments in the world. Because remember, after the Knicks yeah, it was, was dominant, the Pacers took over. So he was trying. So every year he would go against the Pacers in his early career, and the Pacers would just get them up out of there. And then it was that one year, man. He beat them, man. He was the, It was just like life couldn't get no better than beating the Pacers at that time. And by the way, this is the era where you can hand check and be physical and rough. So he yeah, and the Davis brothers, like tell his brothers, man, how real the NBA was back then. It was it was, it was no too real, my nigga. It Draymond Green. Yeah. It was too real. That's a fact. That is a fact. That's a fact. Who do you, who do you like the Milwaukee? I want Milwaukee to win so badly. I want it for Chris Middleton so badly. I really want it for Chris Middleton. But let me just say this. Let me tell you the double-edged sword. I want it for Chris Middleton, but I will be happy if Monty Williams wins the NBA ring. That's going to mean something to me. It's going to mean something to me. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. It's going to emotionally mean something to me if Monty Williams wins. Why you say that? Because he's a blackhead coach. That's why. Facts. I'm glad you said it. Keep it real. Keep it real. I just want you to keep being real. That's all. I'm going to keep it real. Exactly. Why? And and the reason why is because me and you have been watching basketball all our life, and we've seen Casey Jones win. We've seen Doc Rivers win. That's it. I know Lenny Wilkins won, but that was in like 79. I was too young to really appreciate it. But remember it? I thought Don Chaney was a Nick, though. He was a kid's Nick coach, but Don Chaney couldn't get it done for my Knicks, though. It's all good. Wow, Don Chaney against Jerry's for no reason, man. All I was doing was telling you about coaches who won a championship. And you just, you just said, fuck it, I'm just going to throw Don Chaney in there for no reason. You just said, fuck it. Was, we had Herb Williams. My nigga, we had Herb Williams for a short stint. We had Stu Jackson. You know what I mean? I call my brother Sterk Fisher. Okay, whatever. You know, David Fisdale. They got some black coaches, though. We had black coaches, um, though. I'm just saying, we had black did you, coaches. Did you? Sidebar, did you see the jump today? Yes, I did. Thoughts on Kendrick Perkins and Rich and uh, and Richard Jefferson. What can they say, Watts? Are they gonna really sit up there and bash no, 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 Rich no, 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 that they're not going to kill the on-air. You're not going to kill your partner on-air, my nigga. Come on. You're just not going to do it. I'm not going to kill you on-air. Watch. You're not going to kill me on-air either. We got to, we whatever we, whatever award, we, off-air shit, it's not going to be on-air shit. So you kind of, kind of, like, played, like, I mean. She made a 27-second statement, and they both gave. Wait a minute. She did a 27 statement. Why are two brothers who have nothing to do with any of this, why do they have more to say than she does? I just, just I'm throwing it out there for you. Why are your two brothers who literally have nothing to do with it? Why do they have more to say than she does? Because she's the one that got them in the job, for keeping it real. That's why you have some brothers like Steven Jackson oh. saying, oh, she hired a lot of black folks and everything like that, and niggas are going in that bag. 
Uh, and I'm glad they're going in that bag. Do you know Steven Jackson is trending on Twitter? Why do you think he's trending on Twitter right now? Because of his comment yesterday? Or did he say, some, did he say yep. something else today? That just, okay. Uh, hey. it, it's when he went out there and made his comments about her that, you know, when he basically, when he basically said black experiences and white experiences mm-hmm. are the same thing. When he said that. So okay. everybody's like, oh, really? So you're comparing the experience of a white woman who got her job all from connection. Okay. So they mm-hmm. So that's where it is. That's where it is. Here the, the home of your boy. The home of your boy, uh, Perk. I like Perk, though. I ain't going to lie. I like Perk and Richard Jefferson, man. I like them. I like their dynamic. They're funny to me. Oh, did you did you I like was, Richard I, Jefferson when he left his wife at the altar? Did you like that when he left his wife at the altar? Come on, wife. Literally, the day they were going to get married, he left her. No, you don't. No, I'm asking you. Because I know you know what I'm talking I was, about. Yes, of course. I remember that shit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, did you like mm-hmm. that when his wife was crying really, her ass out, going on NBC Today, talking about how devastated she yeah. was? Like, yeah, I don't know about you three, but I think, but I think. I think not showing up <laughs> on the day you're supposed to get married is some dummy dog move. Oh, man. Nice, man. <laughs> All right, watch. That's what it is. Fear the hip hop. It's your boy. Do your watch, man. You know the vibes are ready, man. What? Back on live. I know the vibes are ready, man. PSA hip hop, man. Energy in hip-hop right now. I love the energy in hip-hop. I love the trash talking. I love brothers throwing up music. I love brothers talking about bars. We got brothers talking about syllables. We got some delusional niggas in hip-hop. We got all kind of crazy shit going on in hip-hop. Tomorrow, I will definitely be tapped into a hip-hop conversation with this gentleman right here representing Detroit, Michigan, my brother Crooked Eye, and, of course, Cassidy and Mickey Fax. Let me get the brother in right now, man. Nickel Nine Royce, what's good, my nigga? What up? What up? What's the deal, three? What's good, brother? What's good? How are you? How you I'm good, man. You got Watson up there? Huh? Oh, it's just you. It's just you? It's me. Just me. It's me solo. Oh, okay. Yeah. What up? Yes, what me up, solo. Dude? What's good, man? What up? Ain't nothing. How you feel, um, my bro? I'm feeling good, brother. I can't complain, man. Um. Tomorrow, I know, I know, I know you excited. I know you, I know you excited because I know you like when people talk that shit. Yes, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward tomorrow for the conversation um, with you gentlemen. Though, are you looking forward to that tomorrow yourself? You talking about the lot, uh, the live, the live thing, Mickey, Mickey wanted to. Yes, you, Mickey, uh, Cassidy, and Crooked, I believe. Yeah, why not, man? I mean, it's it's a. Uh, that's kind of it was a point. It was a point in time where that, that's all it used to be about with us. You know what I'm saying? Like a, mm-hmm. a much a much simpler time, like back in the day. Like me, Elzai, Marshall, Denying Proof. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we sit around, we sit around and just geek out and just talk about like the, the whole you know technical aspects of everything and just the whole competitive aspect. So yeah, it's always cool to be able to do that. Where are we at right now, Royce? Where? You are on Instagram throwing up songs and verses. I'm loving this shit, my nigga. What is inspiring that, though? And I wish more artists did that, though. What's inspiring it? Inspiring me to do it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, um, some some downtime, like idle time on my hands. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I ain't been doing a whole lot of recording. 
and I've been um I've been building doing some building in my studio, um just getting getting everything all my rooms like camera ready, you know what I mean? Like so I can mm-hmm. I could be able to shoot more content. Then I've been doing a podcast, and I've been having time to just kind of like just watch, you know what I'm saying? And I've been peeping, I've been peeping Cass- Cassidy's uh pivot into the battle rap space and how much energy mm-hmm. he's been bringing to the space just with the shit talk, just with the narrative, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he, he started talking about the science of, you know, like raps and shit. And that shit really, that shit really fucking got my attention. You know what I'm saying? Cause I thought we was the only ones who even talked about that type of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so I've been following right. like him, him, the whole battle rap scene. Then, you know, of course everybody got their own separate movements. You know what I mean? Like Griselda and them got their movement. And then, you know, they kind of like took off into a bigger space. And then, you know, Ransom and them came right behind them. Ransom 38 Special and them came right behind them to kind of fill that space. And then RJ came from Philly just out of nowhere, came close to that space. And then, you know, then you always got Los Way over there and fucking Lyrical La La Land just fucking shredding shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, then you got Lupe sitting somewhere Indian style with a fucking karate gi on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hanging around, hanging around like the EO Dub niggas. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like... Everybody kind of like spread it all off everywhere, and everybody got their own perspectives about you know their their respective arts and what they add to the what they bring to the table, and it's just fun, man. You know what I mean? It's fun to it's fun to kind of talk about it, look at it, and, and and try to like somehow figure out a way to bring all of these different narratives together into one uniform thing, so people can really get a glimpse of it and have something to follow and and and, and take away from it. You know what I'm saying? Royce. Is there such a thing as science when it comes to hip hop writing rhymes and stuff like that? Is there a science when people go Absolutely. into that kind of conversation? Yeah, it's a science. It's a it's a whole lot of it's a it's a whole lot of different sciences. It's a whole lot of different ways to approach it. You know, like it's 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 a science involved in every facet of creating, every facet. You know, it's 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 genius in the it's genius in, you know, like to complicate things and, and make the techniques really technical and, and 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 hard hard to crack and you know what I'm saying like it's it's a right. it's a genius in that but it's it's also a genius in the dumb down you know what I mean like it's a science to that too it's a it's a dope and a whack way to do that as well you know what I mean so <laughs> every, it's, it's, it's everything is scientific because mm. for me Royce I guess I look at it more like this as a as a fan who supports music and likes rap. Like, okay, my thing is, can you spit? Can you rap? Do you have a dope hook? And can you make concept songs? And can you make songs, heartfelt songs? Can you make songs getting at other MCs, saying you're the best, the braggadocious type of bars? Can you really go into that chamber? And I'm listening to you um, and Ransom and Lupe and these brothers talk about syllables and everything like that. And it's just interesting hearing y'all saying, well, certain words you can't say on a certain beat. I think one of your brothers has said that. And I'm like, wow, I'm not thinking that it's something. No, I, I, yeah, you can't I, I, stay I on a certain that, beat. But I, yeah, I said that. I mean, because that's just kind of like how I look at it. Like, um, obviously, and this is what makes it, this is where it turns subjective, because you obviously can say whatever you want on anything you want. That's up right. to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm. that doesn't mean, right. that don't mean people are going to like it. You know what I mean? So, like, what mm-hmm. I found in my journey, just after being around for so long, like you could be rapping on a really really moody beat and and, and like be touching t- t- tapping into some concept maybe like about your mom passing or something like that and you could be saying something so touching but if you like growling or you using like verbiage like um the song could be beautiful but it could be like 
two two words in it. Like you could have said the word uh uh super califragilistic or some shit. That you just ruined it for me. Because because right. you just hey. you can't you can't use that kind of verbiage on that kind of beat with that kind of concept. But to me, from a technical aspect aspect, to me that's like you just you just misfired right there in that spot. You know what I mean? So so it just it just depends on how technical you want to get into the craft. Because there's no law that says that it has to be super technical at all. So when you're doing songs on Instagram, though, when's the last time you actually listen to You have so much music, right? When you're digging in the crates and digging in the verses and stuff like that, is it hard for you to do that? Or are you just going off muscle memory of songs that you remember or verses that you, that you remember? Because you have so many verses. No, I don't ever remember no verses. I don't, I don't remember verses. I don't, the only time I memorize <laughs> verses... <laughs> I've memorized verses when it's time to go on tour. You know, like I do, mm. I go and I'll do like a week of rehearsal. I only memorize what I need. Like I, I don't, my brain doesn't take things just for, just to take it. I used to, that's that's me in my 20s. I don't right. do that no more. When I record, I record right. things and move on because I'm I'm always doing so much. I flush out what I, I flush out what I need to flush out where I think that I need something that I need that I feel to be a good contribution, but I stopped rapping just to rap a long time ago. Like I, so like I, if it's, I don't, when I'm starting ideas, I don't have a, an emotional attachment to them. I just look at them like clay. So like they, they mm. everything about it is totally disposable. Like I have no problem completely going into the pro tools and just messy and everything up, punching holes in the verses, replacing lines, you know, mm. fucking the beat up, switching the beat all right. around different way. That's why I start making my own beats. Cause I, I start feeling bad from taking people's two tracks that they sent me and doing what I, how I wanted them, how I wanted them to be. And people don't like when you do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, I just made my own shit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Listen, I think this conversation is going to be very interesting tomorrow. Um, and Royce, let me ask you this: because in battle rap, right, we always hear about certain brothers have to reinvent themselves all the time. But in hip hop itself, and I think you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I felt that you saw the tweet from R.J. Ping, and it kind of made you. It, it might have sparked you a little bit, also. But you used that for fuel. I, I felt that way. Am I wrong on that? For that assumption? We're not. Well, when I, I seen the R.J. Payne tweet, and it pretty much furthered what I was already, what I was already kind of posting about on my Instagram. So I just kind of like combined everything together. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm. Because I, 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 I felt like when he tweeted what he tweeted, he was having a completely separate conversation. And that's interesting to me. It's interesting to mm. me that we had a time in the culture where, you know, like everybody can say and make all of these really, really big, broad, general blanket statements in separate spaces. And it almost it almost can make all of us start to look kind of passive aggressive in a way, because there used to be a time where if you said something like that, then you had to it had it had to be backed up by something either in that in that statement or it had to correlate to something that people can, can, can reflect or refer to mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. What you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Good point. Good point. when I was going on my quote unquote rant on, on, on IG, the purpose mm-hmm. of me typing all those long, all those long um, um, captions under the post was so you can have add perspective to what I'm playing for you, for what you're listening to. Like mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the science, like when Cassidy talk about the science, and he right. would talk about his affinity for connecting six, seven syllables, piecing up six, seven syllables. He'll wrap you the syllables. 
You know what I'm saying? And he'll try to get you to understand what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? So all I was doing with RJ was just trying to, like, bring him into the conversation, too. Because it's like, okay, so now we got this, the young, the young killer, feeling like he the best right now. You know, Ransom been saying he the best right now. 38 Special right. been saying he right. the best right now. Gun and them been mm-hmm. saying they the best ever since they, before signing the Shady. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and when I came out with Bargs now, you had Saha, Abso, mm-hmm. Lupe, and mm-hmm. Los all at the Woo. same time saying they was the best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my, my thing is, shit, and everybody's so cool with each other, it's like, man, it ain't, it'll never be no smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, let's uniform the conversation. Let's uniform the conversation because really it don't really matter who does what unless unless we give the people something to take away from it and, and give them a way to actually come to a conclusion. And it's still going to be subjective. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know every – and this is not for, for anybody to think differently of themselves. I want everybody to feel like they're the best because that's what's going to – that's what's going to um, um, inspire more shit from them. Like, they're going to, that's going right. to, that's going to spawn more doper ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like, every, it's so many different ways to show things. But, you know, but, you know, like, there, there's easy parts of it, too. Like, getting on songs with each other, getting in the battle rap ring, doing all of that. That's, that's something that can just be done. That's, that, that's, that's where your heart is. You know what I'm saying? Because I know right. everybody got beautiful minds. Everybody got beautiful mm-hmm. minds. And you know when it's when you start looking at who got who got what to lose and you know who don't want to look a certain way, I I'm not worried about anything. And I know I know we it's a bunch of killers that we talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can look at niggas and see all of the all of the great things that they can do, and I also can see flaw. You know, and I'm sure they can probably see the same thing in me or think they're seeing the same thing. In me. So shit, that's where, where it gets interesting. But let me ask you this: so in Cassidy, in my opinion, right? And you tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to start. Any, I'm not trying to start any trouble. Asking a simple question: When Cassidy talks about syllables and rhyming and shit, right, and breaking down words and all that, I think of brothers like Eminem. I think of Elza. I think of guys like that. Respectfully to him, when he's trying to break that down, am I wrong that when I listen to his raps, I don't hear what he's talking? I get what he's saying, but I don't hear. I don't hear that from him in what he's trying to display and talk about what kind of rhyme pack patterns and everything that he, he delivers or he started and everything like that. I just don't feel like no, that. You can I hear, you can hear, you, he definitely, he definitely does what he, he definitely does what he's saying that he does. Like, okay. My okay. thing, my thing with Cassidy, he knows what he's talking about. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. with him. Like when you talk about the science, there's a way, there's a way to like be into the science and have a clear understanding of the science. But then there's also MCs who sometimes, they can the science they can allow the science to be used against them like if you connect the syllables and you allow and you allow um the line to not make the, the proper amount of sense because you more you more concerned with all of the words snapping together perfectly then you know then the then the the, the the science is to your demise or to your detriment in that moment you know what i mean like i know a lot of mcs like that and then i know a lot of mcs too that's that's focused on the science as far as the way that they perceive it, and they'll explain it the way that they perceive it, but then they'll have no idea that it's other people who are ta- just as tapping to it as them who have already elevated it somewhere else that you don't even speak about or you don't, you don't even pay attention to. I see that too. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> it's a whole lot of different ways. Then you got somebody that's just sci- – you got some people that's just scientific about it, and sometimes they b- do beautiful things with it, and sometimes they miss. 
You know what I mean? Like, none of us are perfect. None of us are right, perfect. Right, right, you know, right. not perfect. Right. Elzai not perfect. I'm not perfect. Marshall not perfect. So, I mean, I see it I see it a lot of different ways. Well, I like the fact that you can say guys are not perfect because I feel like sometimes MCs and rappers feel like they are perfect in everything they do when it comes to rapping, rhyming, and everything like that or putting words together or just, you know, I, I, I get it, but I'm just glad the fact that you admit that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What, yeah. Royce, what threw me off was this also. You turned down the Ultra Black Remix song down? You turned that down? No, I didn't turn it down. I didn't turn it down. I just, I just, at that moment, when it got brought to me, they had me thinking that I didn't have a whole lot of time to get it done. And um, I also had ransom things. So it was like, I'm going to do one or the other. Because I had other, I had, right. I had to travel too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna do one thing or the other. And I was like, you know what? And this was respectfully. I didn't hear it from Nas directly. He didn't call me directly. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, right. not that I had a problem okay. with that. But, but right. I was like, you know what? It's supposed to be other people on the song. I know how this goes. If anybody else don't turn in their verse, then I'm just sending this verse for nothing, and I'm not giving Rand a verse. And I just was like, man, I'd rather mm. just give Rand a verse. And, like, if, if if this opportunity come back around for the Nas thing, I'll just knock that out because I always wanted to work with him anyway. So I just went – I just mm. I just did the Rand, the Rand thing because I just felt like it was just more and rooted into what I'm what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I love Ultra Black Joint, but just Rand, I, I'm, I, I, follow, I follow what Rand is doing a little bit more. Like, I've been rooting for him. You right. know, I know a lot of his backstory, so I'm kind of just invested in it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. RJ looked like he wanted that smoke, though, Royce. I'm not going to lie to you. When he came on the live, he looked like he wanted that smoke, though. I'll leave it well, that's, that's, okay. that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's okay. good. That's good. That's good because it's like, listen, man, one thing about the smoke, man, the smoke, people people act like the smoke is such a confusing thing. It's actually the most simple part about it. You don't have to ask for it. You ain't got to ask for the smoke. You ain't got to blow the whistle. Bring the smoke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody over here worried about you feeling away, nigga. I don't care. I don't, nobody cares about that, man. Like, we want, we want, we want each other to be. If you want, we gonna be titans. Let's be titans, nigga. I want the best for you. I ain't gonna fucking sit around and watch you just. You know what I'm saying? Like, you come behind me. You inspired by shit that I've done. You know, I'm 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 doing things to kind of like help you out. And I'm not gonna watch you. If I'm gonna help you out, I'm gonna buy your whole catalog. I'm not gonna sit around and just watch you just. Accept things, no, right. nigga. You gotta go. You gotta be purposeful. You gotta go take things. And the certain comments you can make, yeah, feel feel that way about yourself. But you also gotta go. You gotta put some action with those words. You gotta go take that. You can't you can't talk your way into that spot. It don't work like that. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's and it's it's not even about competing at that point. You gotta go take that number one spot. Like you can't you can't be like you don't want to be that guy. You too nice to be that guy who's saying yeah I'm the best nigga rhyming and then everybody don't agree with you. I can't let you be that guy. Well, well. So let me go ahead, Royce. I'm not. Once again, I'm not trying to pick on Cassidy. I'm not doing. I'm going to be respectful, no matter what. When he says bars is back, I took umbrage when he said that because I'm like, well, what do you mean bars is back? Bars has always been here, my nigga. Like, with all due respect, I understand you pushing that, and I'm glad you're pushing that agenda. Bars is back. That's cool. But I, when you're sitting on the live and you're saying, you know, you ushered in this, that, the third. Yes, I agree with Cassidy that he, that he was influential. To a lot of people, to a lot of battle rappers, I think. I think he was more influential to battle rappers more than hip-hop artists or guys that were in the mixtape game with him. 
the papoose of the world, yourself, Obi Trice, all, all these brothers, the locks, everybody that was outside during the mixtape era, I don't think that he influenced certain dudes. Am I wrong to say that? That niggas know you nice, but you can know a nigga's nice and not be influenced. Is that fair to say that? I mean, somebody could definitely be nice and not be influential, and somebody can definitely be influential and not really be that nice to a right. lot of people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's right. just subjective. Mm-hmm. It's subjective. You know what I mean? Like, the fact of the matter with mm-hmm. Cass is everybody, nobody can take away, nobody can take away from the fact that every, everybody always have known Cass to be nice. That's mm-hmm. that's across mm-hmm. the board general consensus. You know what I mean? Like, right. once you start talking about, I started this, Niggas are doing that because of me. This because of me. That's when it. That's when it turns into. You can't. I'm not in a position to be able to say that. You know what I mean? Just like somebody right. that's inspired by right. him can't can't tell me that they that he inspires me too. You know what I mean? Like it goes it goes both ways. It's just like, but one thing, the foundation of it. One thing that you can't argue is that he's always been known for being nice. That's 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 really right. I don't even I don't even understand what he even argues with people for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like uh, it's like that was a, that was his reputation for as far back as I can remember the nigga. You know what I mean? So like uh, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people they say different things about him now. That's kind of like par for the course in this shit. They do it to Marshall. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's like it's some people that, that love what he's doing and some people that don't like what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like he feel like he bringing bars back. I know it's like kind of like a play off of his, off of his, the initials of his name. Right, his name. Like right, kind of like right, an acronym right, right, and shit. So mm-hmm, I, I just mm-hmm. look at it like that. I think it's just kind of like that. And, and then also what he's put, the the narrative that he's pushing is, he, you know, straight straight bars. You know what I mean? Like even when I hear him like on Clubhouse and shit like that, he talks about bars and shit like that. So I I think he just means but like Royce, it's a, a whole. I, 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 listen, Royce, I'm just, I got to be honest with you. This is how I look at it. We're in an era right now when niggas are rapping again. To see you, Freddie Gibbs, Nas, that 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 lineup of niggas getting nominated for Grammys, that's just that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? All those guys' albums I liked. No no disrespect to the winner, but I did have you and Gibbs over the winner. I'm not dissing Nas, I'm just being honest. I did have you and Gibbs over um King Disease. That's just me. Whatever whatever. Those albums I played more. I played Allegory and I played Freddie gives album more than Nas. I still love Nas. There's no disrespect to Nas. My thing is this. Of course. When Griselda was bubbling, you were the first person I saw on the Breakfast Club speak about them. I didn't know who the hell Royce is talking about. I see Royce the Five Nine on Breakfast Club. I click. Royce is talking. I listen. I'm listening to you talk. And you're like, oh, there's some niggas from Buffalo. And I'm like, all right, Royce, you're in some niggas I never heard of before. Okay. I, I, I thought maybe you were going to sign these niggas. They were going to be up under you. I, at the time, I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I never, I didn't know Conway Westside better than Benny was. I did not know. And for you to endorse them, and I say to say this, that for you to endorse these niggas and where they at right now, that tells me a lot about your air and what you heard before the rest of us got into them. I was late to the party, Royce. I'm not going to say that a lot to you. You think what I'm saying? The other point I'm making is this. They're asking a rapper Royce to five nine. People ask to rap with certain niggas. And I'm not trying to diss this brother, man, but if niggas is not asking you to rap on songs, I don't like the ego and back in hip hop where okay, everyone knows they're nice, but my nigga, I judge niggas also often on niggas right. asking you for features. And that's just how I I, I I look at it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Royce. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, oh shit, good looking, bro. Good looking, bro. Yeah, my, yeah. I, uh, oh, they left that. Okay. All right. Yeah, my bad. Three. No, I, 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 no, you're good, you're good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, but you know what? I think that, I think the fact that everything is always changing and going around in circles. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like one, one minute, one minute, one thing is in, and it seems like nobody cares about it. Then it comes back. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think the fact, that, I think the fact that it's always evolving so much. It's the reason why mm-hmm. the culture stays around for so long. And then a lot of times, right. too, man, like the fans, the fans, I got my own theory on the fans and what they say they want. I don't think the fans really know what they want before they hear it. You know, they know what they want. After, right. they, after they hear it, they know they I never knew I even wanted to. I needed for so much. You know, like, <laughs> You're right, like, like the chronic. You're right. like nobody's sitting around saying, yo, I, want, I, need to hear, I need to hear a whole album about weed. You know what I'm saying? And fans, right. And, and then, they, then when they heard the chronic, they, they realized, They've been needing this their whole life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. is what it is. You know what I mean? And then, too, being up on something first, that's kind of like a that's like a barbershop quality, you know? Like, that's, that's, you know, that's a cool quality to have. But, you know, it's all right to be late to the party, too. Good music is good music. Right. 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 I, I totally agree with that, Royce. Um, are we going to get some music from you? Uh, no, no, I haven't been doing. I haven't no. been doing any music, but <laughs> but um, I mean, I got I got like a couple ideas that I've been kind of um, that been kind of crossing my mind when I haven't been in the studio, which is always a good thing, you know. Like right. when when I did when ideas start crossing my mind when I'm not even thinking about the music, you know what I mean? Like that's always a good thing because that means. That mean I'm gonna start getting that 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 itch again, and then once I get back in there, that's it. I'm gonna lock in, and then you know whatever comes from it comes from it. But um, you know, I I just gotta be the right situation. You know, like I ain't really, I'm not really jumping up and down about the the idea of partnering up with none of these with none of these labels and just giving them giving them music, right? Unless it's the right right, right situation. Mm. Yeah. Well, let me. Ask- let me ask you this. How do we determine who the best MC is? Everybody's talking about they're the best MC. How do we determine that, though? Are we, I think the only way we could do this is on tracks, right? Yeah, that's one of the ways. That's one of the ways. I mean, shit, it could be diss records. It could be battle. Oh, and a, and a battle, oh. rap, battle rap battle rap, circuit. It could be It could be many things. It could be, you know, niggas can be posting something. Other niggas can be posting something. Like anything, anything that'll give the fans um, something to to pit one against the other, to to measure one against the other, and then from there it's just gonna come down to criteria, and it's gonna be subjective. This is gonna come down to each individual's preference, each person's people's preference. The thing about me, the thing about me, and the thing that I think is kind of funny is that I feel like I'm one of the only ones out of everybody talking that's like that's willing to do. Just willing to do whatever. Like we could do, we could do. I, I'm down to do whatever because I mean, anybody could say they the best, and you know, and 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 all these people we talking about got have every every right. They will within their right to feel how they feel because these niggas are great lyricists that we talking about. But I mean, what right. kind of great are we talking? About? Are you talking about Royster Five Nine great? You talking about Jay Z great, or are you talking about like what kind of great you talking about? You talking about like Murder Mook great? Like what? What kind of great? 
it's a lot of great. What I'm saying is, we you when it comes to Royce the Five Nine, it's whatever. It ain't no it ain't no constraints. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't no constraints on it with me. And I got a I got a, a a whole a whole lot to lose as far as perception. I don't have a reason to be. I don't have a reason to be competitive at all. I could just sit. I could just sit around with my feet up and just pretend like I'm on my high horse. I come down. I come outside. Anybody. Oh, okay. So let's say this. Let's say somebody makes a diss track tomorrow. Let's say Pain, Ransom, whoever, right? They make a diss track tomorrow. You hear it. Or subliminal tracks. Are you a fan of the subliminal tracks? Or are you like this? Because hold me to living off making subliminals. I hated Jay for that. I, I hated the fact that Jay with those subliminals all the time with people not say their names and shit like that. Are you a fan of that? Or do you feel that being that you're the oldest spokesman of everybody, you should lay the no, first I, I, shot or everybody's feel, waiting to see who makes the first shot? No, I feel like I feel like subliminals are cool. They're they cool if that's, you know, if that's the direction you choose to go. I think hold. I hope would, would do that because he don't want to give the person any pub, you know. Like right. so, he he would he would word it in a way where that, where everybody would be clear who he's talking about. He just wouldn't be saying their name and shit. It's kind of like some slick MC shit on on the on the major main, mainstream on main on some mainstream platform shit. Right. This particular this particular situation right here, what I'm talking about with all of us. It's no, it's not necessary to be subliminal. It ain't, you don't have to be subliminal because, and also Hov was doing that too, to probably limit limit the possibility of of shit getting personal, and you know, and like, it's spilling over into the streets. This 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 scenario is not that. Like, we all cool. Right, we right, all, right. We all got love and respect for each other, so you don't have to. None of them niggas, no, nobody. Cassidy, fucking R.J. Payne, uh, Ransom, mm. Lupe, mm. fucking any, all of them niggas. There's it, nothing they gonna say that I'm gonna. It's nothing they gonna say about Royce the Five Nine, and I'm gonna take it all personal and, and right, take right. shit off us. You know what I mean? And kill all and kill all the fun. You know, like you can come dance with me. Anybody can come dance with me, and just you know, just <laughs> as long as you know that you gonna get, you gonna get what you ask for. That's all. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> so, hold on. So, come to find out, Nicky Fax said that, sir, that you had a song and you did the same thing you did on Ransom Track, Royce. What are we doing out here, my nigga? Are you the guy that they said tracks to you and you just going to not leave nothing for nigga to say after that? You just leave niggas with bad bars. It's just a, it's just a, um, I think it's a narrative. It's a narrative that Nicki, Mickey, the Mickey. It's a narrative that Mickey um, heard being used, so he he decided to use that as an excuse. Uh, oh God! You know what I mean? Like, like, like the song. Yeah. The song. The song. The song is called. The song is called sermon. And then I, mm-hmm. I also want to be clear too. I also want to be clear too, bro. Like, right. I pride myself. I pride myself on being the kind of person. It's something to be said about a grown man who has no, I have no reason to lie to anybody about anything. Right. Not, not even right, my wife. Right, right. right. Like that, that's, that's, that's how I live my life. And, mm. and like, that's why when you hear me giving somebody props, I don't mind being just as intentional with saluting somebody 
as I am, right. I'm tearing their ass up. It ain't it's, it's no gray area with me. You know what I'm saying? So right. if there was like this thing in my mind where I was like, oh, yeah, Ransom sent me this song. I'm about to kill him on it. Oh, oh, Mickey Fax, he sent me this song. I'm about to yeah. go crazy on it. If I was doing that, I would just say it. Like, bro, mm-hmm. Mickey sent me that song. I don't, I didn't look at Mickey like that, bro. I promise you, I don't. Like, it ain't, it's not like Mickey don't, Mickey is not like doing anything where I'm like, ooh, Mickey, Mickey. It's like, I like Mickey. I'm a fan of Mickey, but I don't, he, that's not, no, this ain't that, bro. No, no. Mm-hmm. And plus his, his verse, his verse was long too. His verse was long. <laughs> so I just rapped. All you got to do is go and listen to the song. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can do what you want to do. Like, like when on the Toby song, Toby sent me his verse. I laid my verse. Thought laid his verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. my verse is a little longer, right. a little longer than Thought verse, but Toby wanted me and Thought on that, so the song is a little bit longer. So if you want to come after me and rap some more, come after me and rap some more. Nigga, fucking quit making excuses, bro. Just don't don't make excuses. Just let this shit be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, been, right, 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 right. I've been out I've been out I'm in I made an album with Eminem. But don't make yeah. excuses. If I come if I come through and I out rap you, don't make any excuse, dog. Don't don't insult me. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't necessary. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like don't act like don't act like nigga if you can fucking we can run it back tonight and do sixteen. Nigga, it's gonna be the same shit. You're gonna get the same shit. <laughs> and for that go for everybody. All you gotta do is look, look, just look, just look at, look at it in a row. It's, it's Mickey ransom, ransom thought, and it took me six years to outwrap thought. You ain't hear me complaining. Don't right, fucking right, complain, yeah. man. Let it, let it be what it is. Yeah, yeah. I That's tried like five different times. I, I tried that. like, I tried try, when I was trying to outwrap niggas. I tried to outrap thought. I could not outrap the nigga. I wasn't trying to outrap him on father figure. That's just that's just something that happened that the people decided that that's what they thought it was. And that's just what it, it is. It was though. You don't hear Tariq. It was though. You don't hear Tariq. Tariq. You don't hear Tariq. <laughs> but you don't hear Tariq complaining. Nah, nah. And that's nah, nah, that's why nah. he a juggernaut. That's why he a juggernaut. You ain't gonna never hear him yep. say, Man, it, it's this song called um the Meet Him the Meet Him and Action Bronson did for Static Selector. Call like Grand Imperial okay. or something like that. I ain't know Tariq was mm-hmm. gonna be on there. I sent Static a sixteen, a drunk ass sixteen, and Tariq went after me for like forty <laughs> some bars and, 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 and mutilated me, nigga. You ain't hear me complaining. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just, it's just what it is. Mm. I took, I took my. Wow. Don't, don't make no excuses. Yeah. Don't make no excuses. Now that there's no problem for me to outrap niggas. I ain't trying hard. It ain't no problem for me to outrap niggas. It's just what it is. But there's something that you said that was very interesting, Royce, when you said, listen, man, I rap with Eminem and I rap with Slaughterhouse. Like, my nigga, like, it don't get no other than that. When you rap with niggas like that, like, fighting for the that who had the hottest verse. And, well, I did hear you say on the live that you stopped um, caring about who had the hottest verse, though. How is that possible? Is that possible to not care about? I still don't care. I, I still don't care. Really? I still don't care. I only, I only care in the, in the in the context of these conversations. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. But even, but when the people decide, I, I'm, I'm like, all right with that. I'm like, it's no problem. As long as as long as people ain't saying I got a whack verse, that's the only thing I really care about. 
All right, so me and Watson say that you were the MVP, respectfully to Marshall, of course, no disrespect to Marshall, on Babby's Evil Part 2. Does that mean does that mean anything to you at all? I appreciate it, but I wasn't I wasn't in the studio with him trying to out rap him. You know, like we was just in, we was in there making music, and I appreciate you know being able to work that closely with my man again. You know, and I appreciate right, right, right. just the motive, just the just the motivation. You know, like going back and forth, completing each other's syllable schemes and shit, and like just going doing a lot of back and forth stuff. And all of the traveling and all that, I just appreciate, I appreciate, you know, like just being able to create those kinds of moments and being able to create some shit that people fuck with, you know what I mean? But I'm not like, I wasn't like after the, after we were done with the album and, and the shit come out, like running to my computer right. trying to figure out who, 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 who parts niggas like more. It's like, come on, bro. Fuck I look like. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in my I'm comfortable in my own skin, bro. Like if it's if it's that important to niggas, if it's that important to niggas to, to, for it to be one over the other, then jump your asses in the battle rap ring, then, nigga. So it ain't nothing. Mm. So it ain't nothing to. It, so it ain't nothing to to like to like speculate on. Jump in the battle rap ring, then if it's that important to niggas. You know what I mean? Are, are you flirting with that? Are you are you flirting with the with the idea of, of battle rapping? Are you flirting with that? Is that what's your mind? I always have flirted with the idea of jumping in the battle rap ring. It just depends on what's going on at the time. It's just it's just that right at this particular time, I'm not doing nothing. I got I got time. So like, if somebody mm-hmm. want to do it, now is the time to come to me and, and let's try to figure that out or go to Smack. And let's try to see if we can work out a date or something like that because what? That that gives me something to do. I ain't I ain't doing nothing right now. Whoa 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 wait wait let me wait, 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 wait. let me get this right. Where's the five nine? <laughs> let me get this right. Is willing in twenty twenty one a man who's been here for how long in this culture of hip hop? And you willing to battle? I'm willing to do the, to do the right battle, absolutely, 100%. Why not? I think everybody, I think every MC in this shit should, should at some point consider it. You know what I mean? Like the ransoms, the R.J. Payne, Banks, Sahai, even like them niggas. Everybody should consider it at least. It should at least cross your mind. You see, Los is doing it. Yes. Logan Data, are you looking forward to that? Well, you, I know you're looking forward Hell to that. Yeah. You did say that on the gram. Hell of course, yeah. you're looking forward to it. I know you are. I know you are. Gordon so I know you are. I'm, Bottle, still, I'm just still trying. Bottle, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out why everybody like just count Los out, like just not even giving him a shot. I'm still trying to figure that out. Because it's daylight, though. I think for this daylight and people, Los, people out there, mother, people out there, motherfucking mind. That's what that's what it is. You out your motherfucking mind if you count King Los in any arena where there's raps involved. You out of your fucking mind. Out of your mind. But Royce, and I know, Royce, and on, I know, Royce, I, Royce, I, Royce, hold on. <laughs> and listen, and I and I and I think Daylight is just as great as everybody else thinks. I love Daylight. I think right. I think Los Los is halfway out of his mind for for choosing somebody like Daylight when when he know he don't have to do that. But to just count him out, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
But Royce, you can't understand. You can understand daylight being the favorite, though, King. Right? Come on now. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be the favorite. Okay. I'm saying the way niggas just, just count those out, like they just like nigga, he ain't got a shot. Came out 2015, Royce. 
I'm me as a person, I wouldn't just be hang my head just on that only. I would try to top that or match that, no? Yeah, if you inspire to to do so. Okay, fair enough. Like fair if, enough. You, if, you, right. if, fair if enough. you if you feel like if you feel like you hit your zenith at that shit, then it's like and shit, and you focus on other things, playing with your karate karate fucking gi and your sword and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Lupe ain't he ain't Lupe ain't thinking about he ain't thinking about nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, what can you really say to that? Right. Right. And I know he, I know he not capping because because before me and Lupe even got cool, we we talked, we got on the phone with each other about doing a project with each other, and then we agreed to do it, and then like he ended up pulling out of it. He decided he decided That's he ain't want to be. Why Lupe? You know what I'm saying? Did he ever Did he ever give you a reason why? Or you can't disclose the reason why he didn't want to do that? Nah, he just he just didn't feel he didn't feel up to doing it. Like he didn't, he thought he would feel up to doing it, but he didn't feel up to doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like he just some some lyricists, man. I, like I, I feel like Nas may be a lot like this. Like some lyricists only go there when they inspire. You know what I'm saying? Like and different things inspired him. Lupe got in kind of young and did a lot of things right. real fast over over a long period of time. And I think he just, I think he just stepped to another place in life. Where he he got a different way that he views how he respects lyricists and you know like he feel like a lot of things in the industry is like watered down and he there's a lot there there's a lot there that that that, that brings him to where he's at and just being being competitive in the rap space he gets excited to talk about it you know what I'm saying but it, it, it don't be enough for him to rap for him to go rap mm-hmm. that's why. I, when he say all that crazy shit to me, I don't even care. I don't even take it personal because I know he's not going to rap anyway. So it's just fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun going back and forth with Lupe because I know it ain't gonna, it's not going to materialize in anything. Yeah, like, but I don't like reach, that, Royce. Smacking him reach out. I don't like that, Royce. Smacking him reach out to, uh, to, to uh, Mickey. It was like, what's up? Let's, let's get, let's, let's, what's up, Royce and Lupe? Let's run that. And Lupe was like, I'm not even... I'm not even remotely interested in getting in the battle rap ring. And I feel and I feel him. It's like, yo, you don't get in there unless you, you know, like, unless you inspired to do it, like, unless you up for it. Don't just go in there. Don't just go in there just because niggas think that's what you got to do to prove yourself. Like, man, right. I, yeah, I don't feel like Lupe. I don't feel like Lupe got to prove himself. I don't feel like I got to prove myself. So whenever I talk, I'm just having fun. But you know, like if, if Lupe would have been like, well, Lupe would have been like, what you think about running it? I'd have been like, let's run it, nigga, because I'm gonna tear your ass up because you talk too much. <laughs> but, but 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 since but since but since the, the the stance that he takes, he's consistent in his stance that he's taking, and he ain't been nothing but consistent with that. So I respect it. Right, right. Do you feel somebody has has to take the first shot though to the um? I, should it be on beats though? I think the battles or people get on tracks together and, and determine who has a better verse. I would love that. I don't know how is that can be orchestrated in any type of way, Royce. But I love that man, idea more though. Bro, bro, anything can be orchestrated, man. Like three, right. man. Like talk to them niggas, dog. They the ones, man. They the ones that think everything is so confusing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. You talking? You talking to rock and roll right now, nigga? This shit ain't nothing but rock and roll to me. I have a studio. 
I'll put niggas on the plane. I'll pay for niggas' plane tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, they the ones acting like this shit is so difficult. It's not difficult to me. Oh, I make beats. I got right. a studio. I got a car. I got an assistant. My studio is not my studio is not open to the public. We're not. Nobody's going to ask you to leave. You know what I'm saying? Smack got my number. He knows my price. I'm flexible. Wow. I'm not going to take no diss record personal. I'm down to do records with niggas. We can battle. I don't care, bro. Whatever. It, it's not that big of. It's not. It's not. It's not quantum physics, my nigga. Like it's just what. what mm. it, it, it's gonna be. It is. And as far as like taking right. the first shot, like I, I, I'm not. That's not what I. I don't just bother people. I don't fuck with people. You know what I mean? Mm. Like everything. Every fucking rap. I, every rap I say is a fucking shot. Like nigga, it's generalized to all of you <laughs> niggas. I ain't got no fucking thing on nobody. Else. Uh, fuck shit right oh. Listen, you know people are pumping up you versus Cassie in a battle, right? You know that the social media streets are pumping that up, right? That's I haven't seen talking. that. That's, yeah, Royce has been going around. Royce versus Cassidy. Um, and Rec Hat did one of the blog on it. Um, yeah. Would that be something you based on? If that was based on, based, you know? based on what? I guess they were going off on Mickey Fax's interview. He took a part of that interview with um with, with um Cassidy, um the Cyright the Cyright brother, uh, Chuck Jones and them, and then they took the part that you had and they put a side by side together and they said Royce the Fox Knight, uh versus Cassidy and they were saying how you, you, you um your comment to Cassidy like, um, I hear you, you got my attention, da 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 and now people are trying to, you know, yeah, okay, I, I get that. I mean, as long as as long as long as like, because one one thing that I noticed about the people and shit and like some of the bloggers and some of the right. people on, on the outside, a lot of times they be trying to create tension and they try to create smoke. See, I don't want my name, I don't want my name associated with no goofy shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm I'm right. always apprehensive when when it comes to Cassidy name being brought up because me I don't know Cassidy. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right, 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 I don't right, be right. wanting to get I don't be to get put in a position where like some, he, something gets brought to him about something I've supposedly said for him to, for him to Got take you. a certain way or or mm. vice versa. Like that's happened to me so many times, and I, I'm not interested in that energy. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. so like oh, man, it's way easier. Yeah, like it, it, it's way easier for me to have conversations with like Lowe's. That's my guy. Right, Lupe, that's mm-hmm. my guy. Mickey, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all of these niggas, they my guys. Ransom, my guy. RJ, right. my guy. So it's like right. it, it, I could do that with them. I don't. I've never talked to Cassidy before like that. Got you, got you, got you. Got you know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, but but mm-hmm. that, but that's, but that's what I'm saying though. The same rules apply to Cassidy, but it just right, becomes right, right, right. different. It, it becomes different with Cassidy based off our relationship, just because I don't know how he's looking at it. You know what I'm saying? So got you, got you. So it's friendly competition, I think. Yeah, it ain't the same for me to engage in Cassidy's name as it is for me to talk about Los or Lupe. You see what I'm saying? Right. 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 Uh, before I let you go, Royce, can you inform us Inform us what time tomorrow we should be paying attention to um, this IG throwdown, IG talk with you guys? Mickey just hit me um Asked me, was I cool? 
me see. I think he said, let me look at my phone. I think he said one, but I'm, I'm not going to get up there early. It'll probably be like five. <laughs> I, I hope it's five o'clock. I get up work at that time. I would love that. Let it be five o'clock, uh, please. I would love it. Let it be five yeah, o'clock. Yeah. I'm just getting up work at four thirty. I would love that. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit Mickey now and tell him, tell him five because I ain't gonna be up in no fucking window. I don't do anything at one p.m. Yeah, oh, man, Royce. Listen, I'm, I'm not gonna keep you any longer, man. I want to tell you I appreciate you, brother. You are a good dude. Um, you're one of the few rappers I can reach out to. You're just a real genuine dude. And it's funny, anytime anybody talks about you, it's always kudos thrown your way. And I, I see why. Before, I got cool with you. I see why people fuck with you. And I see how people say they throw the integrity word. As crazy as Joe Budden is, he always talks highly of you when your name gets mentioned, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to give you a props, man. You're a good dude, a good brother, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. And respect is mutual. Appreciate you. My God. All right, that's all right. Love and respect. Shout out to my brother, Wish the 5'9, man. Y'all know the vibes already, man. It's your boy, 3. I got one, 3.